0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hotline League. It is going to be a really good one because we have some interesting stuff to talk about on this week's episode. Uh, Obviously, week two of LCS hit, and we also have a whole bunch of other, (laughs) I guess, little drama flares, maybe uh, some extra stuff that has unfolded since the, the layoffs the last time we did the show and all that stuff. So we'll talk about all that here on this week's episode, but first let me introduce my co-host in cubby cubby how's it going
1: it's good uh it it was honestly uh i i gotta say i made it back to lcs this weekend uh i didn't get to go week one just because of how my schedule worked out um but it was a lot of fun being there and the show being on weekends was honestly great like the studio has been so much more packed and i never really got to experience the studio beforehand on weekends because i moved out here last year so that was a lot of fun um and also i Got to support Kangas, who was our guest who was on LCS too that day. So that's cool. i uh Kangas, welcome, I guess. How 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 you yeah. doing? You know? Perfect
2: segue. I, yeah. Perfect segue. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah. me on the
0: show. <laughs> why,
1: yeah, why did you yeah.
0: I, you've done my job for me, Cubby. <laughs> Go ahead and, and introduce I mean you you work with uh Kangas a lot, so you you should be the one to introduce them.
1: Yeah. Um well Kangas, uh it's great to work with you again, uh here on Hot Wine League. Thanks for joining us. Uh you made another LCS appearance this past week. Congrats. I know that's a big deal for a lot of us, especially in the Tier 2 scene. Um, yeah, how you doing, man?
2: Doing great. Uh, like I was saying before the show went live, recovering from two days of cast. Because you and I casted together Challengers League on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of why it's harder to make it out on weekends. It's awesome having LCS on weekends again. But then for us Challenger casters, you know, we have the show right afterwards, so we can't make it out every day. But at least we can make it out some of the days, so which is really fun. Uh, but no, I mean, it's the dream, right? Being able to cast LCS is uh what all of us are going for so uh super fun being there with the crowd tried to get the crowd making some noise and uh, i think having two weekends in a row with sold out shows i was worried that week two i was like oh i'm gonna get the half filled crowd and like not as many people there but there were a lot of folks still around at the studio so that was really awesome
0: yeah no it's been super good i think on saturday or after saturday they did the kia fan day event which was Mm -hmm. pretty cool i think um i know there were a lot of teams salty that not all teams were invited to participate i thought that was really overblown drama, but I do think that uh, <laughs> maybe it's a hot take, but I'm just I don't care. But I do think that they they did a really good job with uh, with that, and uh, I got a burger for free, so that was yeah that was Sh- a deal.
2: Shout yeah. out Thank to Energy you, yeah. for bringing dogs. They they had actual dogs there that you could like hang out with and pet. That was great.
0: Oh, was that them? I didn't know if that was LCS or that was Energy. Uh, that was Energy. Yeah. 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 Uh. So. Oh, by the way, apparently I was. It's so funny. I will do tests beforehand. Twitch chat will tell me my audio is fine, and then people will say that I was peaking uh, right when the show starts. So <laughs> let me know, everyone, if audio is better now. And I'm sorry, podcast listeners and people who start the show and then they hear me going uh, crazy. Uh, so, uh, but it's it's. I think we do have some some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, I think the the biggest stuff is probably going to be week two LCS, but. If we get a caller about the TSM thing, I mean, it's funny because I feel like, you know, one social media's manager's contract ends, and now this is the... It, it's like it, all this oil was just sitting there waiting oh. to be... Have any kind of little spark or ember hit it. Wait, and, do I need to check back in on this thread? Oh, did you... Have you not heard about...
1: I, I, I mean... You, you saw the thread. I, right? I saw it, um, initially that right. Dunk was... So, like, oh, here, let they me they give context.
0: Dunk who was the social media manager over there, uh, his contract ended and he tweeted, oh, my contract ended, no severance, blah, blah, blah. It's always a bummer when somebody loses a job. I'm sorry that Dunk lost his job. Mm-hmm. Dunk has me blocked because I used to say like TSM is kind of shitty. And so this definitely feels like a leopard's eating face party moment. Um, uh, or is it cheetahs? Whatever, anyway uh so I, I i it's like yeah, they are shitty to the people who work for them, and they did a lot of shitty things, and now this is the next person who's like uh being treated poorly by them, um but I do think that the I do think that it's just like a funny thing where now this is like the reason for a red thread to go up about the state of TSM and everything that's happened since they departed and all that stuff. But I don't think we really need to lean too much on it because like nothing has really changed. Like this is I'm not surprised by any of this. Does Uh, TSM still
2: have an active roster in any major esports title? Apex, I believe.
0: Apex, okay. They still have Hal and that crew. Um, And I don't know about any
1: others so i'm yeah. really gra- glad the reddit mods leave stuff like this up on the you know website but take down stuff that involves actual lcs players and teams still you know that's yeah great. yeah of course of course yeah of course but you know it gets clicks, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you gotta you gotta respect the hustle yeah yeah um oh, okay well that's that's interesting i guess um, i guess they
0: also have leffen um as well so that's in addition to the apex stuff they have that we can talk. I mean, if somebody wants to call in and talk about it, it's fine. Or if they want to talk about what's yeah. going on with TSM or whatever, I don't, we can talk about that. Uh, what else? Um, I mean, we talked about this last week on Hotline League, and I did reach out to Riot about a comment for it last week. And then they very understandably said they wouldn't give me a comment, but I still don't have a comment. So, like, I guess we can just talk about how... I've had a ton of people tell me it's kind of like an open secret behind the scenes. I assume you guys know too. Well, tell me if you don't. Uh, that LCS Finals not going to have a road show for spring.
1: Um, yeah, you, you kind of said it on the
2: last show. And yeah. And that's also made it to, to my very professional desk here as well. Uh, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. I've um, heard rumblings, yeah, you know, rumors going around. I never heard any confirmations, though. The last I'd heard, it was still just in the conversation that there wouldn't be one.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're. <laughs> It's, like, part of the reason why I don't mind saying it is because, one, you know, I didn't I didn't get a comment from Ryan when I reached out about it before. Two, it's such an open secret now that, like, and we're now done. We're now a third of the way through the split. <laughs> we're a third of the ways through the split now after this past weekend. And so it's, like, uh, let's just say it, you know. Um, I mean...
1: I feel like they didn't want to you know, throw on more negatives after last week uh, with the PR hit. But yeah. also, from a PR perspective,
2: just throw it all out in one batch and get it over with. So, yeah. you know, missed opportunity, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, I know that when uh, they were having the announcements before the split began, Mark Z had, like, that one video addressing, like, a bunch of the changes and stuff. They didn't specifically say what was happening with finals or spring. And my, my read, because I had heard about the potential for that happening— was that you know they're trying to get the good news out <laughs> so that we have something to celebrate, yeah. uh, and then later on we'll have some of like the maybe more disappointing news. Um, but uh, yeah, I also imagine that with everything that happened last week uh, internally, a riot that that's just rough. Then to have extra hits, but yeah, I hear just saying, Cubby, you know, like if if that is the case, ripping the bandaid off might be for the best. But
0: you know. yeah, I also just so that people know, I've assumed there was a pretty decent chance of this since last. Year when Mark and I were on the show talking about how, like, LEC was clearly moving to you know only having one finals or one road show or whatever. Um, and so I, and at the time, I was like, oh god, like, if this is not a huge disaster, they will just do it again in LCS. So I don't, like, I see some people being like, wow, Mark killed the roadshow or whatever. Like, I just assume there was not a roadshow to begin with. Um, and they just didn't, as you said, Kangas didn't want to say anything at the start of the year about all well, this Just Pit all the good sh- shit up front, get people to tune in for week one, and then and then beat them down with the, uh, the bad
2: news. Um, <laughs> now, now this next week we're going to get, hey, we almost hit 200,000 concurrent viewers. And by the way, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a roadshow in summer.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. And now I'm going to hit... I'm going to do the exact same thing on this show uh, by getting oh. everybody in. I hope Cubby's message to Kangas warning him that I had to do this is going to start. So we have a TGI update. Uh, you may notice, we're just going to do this as a quick note at the start of the show here. Um, You may notice that uh, there's no logo on this stream, or this show for the first time, and I think... Six years. We do not have a sponsor for this episode. Um, Alienware I was informed a couple of weeks ago has informed me that they are basically moving to this model where they're going to be working more on like campaign style things. Um, and rather rather than kind of doing the partnerships with people for the long haul, like they did with me. Um, this is still like, obviously it's a bit of a bummer for a TGI and we'll have pretty big ramifications, assuming I can't find additional partners in the future. Um, but yeah, that contract will end, I think at the end of this week and you'll still see some stuff come out this week, a couple of social posts or whatever, but we've already hit all of our deliverables for hotline league for this, um, for this part of the contract. So uh, yeah. Uh, some additional information about that. One, I don't want anybody to be pissed at Alienware. Um, they sponsored me, I think, I it was half a decade. I think we had five years of sponsorship, wow. a little bit more than that. Yeah, so, like, wow. look at any esports partner in the esports scene. Like, that just doesn't normally happen. Um, And... So it was like phenomenal. They were willing to do this. I think they were already starting to move. Quite frankly, like this was not a huge surprise to me because I think they were already kind of moving in this like campaign based direction um, last year. And I, I, quite frankly feel like it was the relationship with me and the good good vibes that uh, kept us going for another year. But yeah, there will still be some stuff coming out uh, this week, and then after that, that will not uh, we will not see Alienware on stuff going forward. I have gotten messages and throughout the whole partnership, I've gotten messages from uh, TGI viewers or people that watch my content uh, telling me, oh Alienware! I bought this new Alienware computer, I bought all this stuff. For those of you that have bought anything, especially recently, I don't want you to feel like frustrated with your purchase or anything like that. I still am on a great relationship with them. There's even a chance that in the future we might be able to work with them and for like some sort of campaign based thing or they might be able to hook us up with some gear or something. They let me know that like this has absolutely nothing to do with my performance, my my viewership or anything at all. It is literally just the way that the company is approaching um, sponsorship going forward. So uh, and and for those of you that have shared like purchase information, all that stuff with me, um, we so I I will say that I signed with a new agency and the pa- or management group, I think is what I need to say. Um, in the past two weeks, I'm working with Mythic, uh, which is actually where Doublelift went um, a while ago as well. So uh, they have a lot of different people underneath their, their banner, and I have talked to some of their leadership and had really great conversations with them that have made me optimistic going forward. So um, hopefully, you know, we are able to get other partners in um, in in the long term. But. For those of you that have sent me information like, oh, I bought this computer or you've shouted out Alienware in the past or any of that stuff. All of that has like I spent a lot of last week collecting all that data to give to uh, Mythic so that they can work with partners and share all this stuff so that they, you know, basically make a case of like, hey, Travis is able to do really cool stuff uh, with Hotline League and all that. So, um, Anyway, yeah, again, hopefully no one is bitter. Please don't be bitter. Alienware gave me five years of amazing support, um, and there are other brands out there that we are going to be talking to, so hopefully we will have uh, cool updates on the horizon for uh, brands that we'll be working with in the future. But, yeah, thank you to everybody who has um, shouted at Alienware over the years and all that stuff. So thank you. Oh, and also, if you are... Uh, uh, in charge of some sort of marketing budget at a uh, <laughs> a brand who is interested in reaching a coveted audience. Uh, let me tell you, my DMs are open. Uh, there's a contact form on my website. You can hit me up. Uh, hitting me up, uh, especially you know you don't have to go to Mythic. Uh, feel free to, but hitting me up directly. I'm I'm happy to just have a direct conversation with you and uh we can go from there. So yeah, especially if you work at a um a peripheral display or systems manufacturer we have an open category for you uh all right anyway let's uh let's get into the reason why people actually tune into the show which is the news and the callers cubby have we had a chance to go through <laughs> not an org cloud nine we aren't at that point yet cloud nine and twitch that says an org <laughs> we aren't at that point yet i have not ever taken money from an lcs org or riot uh, despite you know all the my detractors who are like Travis is a right shill, Travis is in bed with these teams or whatever, I have never taken money from any of them. So um, I'm hoping to continue to get that streak going, but uh, we will see how things go. But Cloud Nine, I appreciate the offer. Um, let's uh, yeah, Cubby, how are callers looking?
1: Not bad. We got we get a few lined up. I want to go grab one.
0: Uh, yeah, let's <clears throat> let's get into it. Um, all right, let's do it. By the way, folks, if you. <laughs> It, this is a great time for me to plug that you could sub to my twitch channel you can become <laughs> a member on youtube uh if you become a sub on twitch i think you get ad free and then you also get uh the chance to um look at the vods and all that stuff if you are a member on youtube you get early access to interviews there's like five or six interviews i think that are up right now that you can watch that are not public yet Um, So this is kind of a cool way to support the streams and the content stuff. And you can do both, even if you want, uh, including Prime Sub. It was funny because last week I also found out that, you know, I think probably 40 to 50% of my uh, Twitch revenue, depending on the month, comes from uh, Prime Subs. And I found out that Twitch is nerfing the shit out of Prime Subs. I saw that post when you tweeted it, yeah. Especially on on the, the partnership level that I had with them, so... It's when it rains, it pours. Uh, Treathan is here, though. Treethan, where are you calling from?
3: Hey, I'm calling from Jersey City.
0: Jersey City. And what do you want to talk about on the show?
3: Um, so my take is uh, if no one has seen this, uh, they should. Uh, on Pros, the new show from LCS, um, who he said that teams don't do tryouts like how teams did in Korea, and he would like that here. I happen to agree. I think teams should be having open tryouts and pulling players from solo queue.
0: So, I mean, in the past, they've done combines, right? Uh, Like Parth used to run a combine and some of these other folks would do it. Can you elaborate on a little bit more, Collar or Treethan, on what, um, on what, who he said, since we don't have the clip in front of us?
3: Yeah. So basically who he was talking about, how they, uh, how he would go to PC cafes in Korea and they'd have this tryout thing uh weren't at pc cafes but that's how he'd like get into solo queue and stuff um so basically they would uh have what they call "would testing and teams would basically have various different tryout schedules for players that they just asked to try out from solo queue and they would basically slot them into their uh teams um from my understanding of context, it would be like their academy or developmental teams.
2: Yeah. And Travis, like what you just said, we do see that occasionally in uh, LCS level. I don't know Cubby, if you or Travis have more information. I don't think every team does it, but I do know teams like Team Liquid have done it. Evil Geniuses, Rip, were doing it. They did it twice last year. Um so I guess, do you, are you saying that you think every team should do this? Like this should be the standard or that you just want to see more of it? Like, I guess, what's what's the the ultimate uh, ask from you? What, who he said should basically be the standard. Teams should standard, be running
3: okay. tryouts from uh, solo queue uh, relatively frequently and either having them on as a sub or a trainee at this point. Obviously, uh, the academy system is a lot different now, so that could work and just really keeping a finger on the pulse on solo queue, uh, which seems to be where all the action is nowadays
1: anyway, uh, since champion yeah. queue is basically dead. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's like historically always been solo queue. I mean, this is where like I'll always get on the pedestal, right? And just like my solution to make League of Legends like effectively or like how to emulate what Korea has in North America. It, it is to put this in every high school across the country because like the advantages that Korea has right now are that uh as kamikaze platypus put or jonathan uh gm of nrg in the past um korea like lck teams they have like three to five teams under their main team uh that they can use to farm and the big advantage for this is that korea is a much smaller country they have really good public transit so like a lot they can reach a lot of the kids like through trains and railways where in korea your day as a student like at a younger age is You go to class, and then you pick, like, one craft to focus on, pretty much. Uh, And, uh, like, some people, like, in that schedule, like, they will end up, like, pursuing League of Legends or, like, this game, right? Instead of, like, doing music or a sport or stuff like that, right? Um, I think that it's not feasible in terms of cost. Like, the LCS teams, like, can't even have a second team right now. You know, like, they can't even have a CAD team. Well, that's what I was going to ask
0: you all like K- Kangas and-, and Cubby, what do you think about an idea where like you mandate the LCS teams to have like a secondary team that they have to support <laughs> that could compete hmm. in like a uh, interesting. tier two type system or league? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Would that be you something ever- that you think would help with this?
1: Uh, I I mean, it, it might help. Uh, I think the biggest issue is that it was all required to be in California and that led to California state minimums. And now like people are remote, so like I know that there are a couple teams or players where like you know you have player like every player making like two to three k a month, and that's considered a lot of money in our league where it used to be like fifty five or sixty five k a year of like California state minimum, right? Um, so I, I think that the cost like went down because LCS changed that requirement, and I think that that cost for a player is still too much. And in reference to Korea, uh, my numbers like might be outdated. I'm sure that. You know, like LS and some folks that are more ingrained over there have more accurate numbers, but I know in the past, like, if you're a trainee, you're getting like two to 300 a month just to, like, play. And that's not... a Cost of living in Korea is a lot lower, but like, the wages are a lot lower, too. So, I, I, I think that, like, what Hui is saying, it makes a ton of sense for an LCK team, because they can use those tryouts to fill, like, their three to five teams. Uh, whereas in NA, like, we have seen open tryouts for a lot of secondary teams, like, uh, Kangas was streaming Combines, uh, which included the EG's Combine, uh, like, from this past, you know, fall. And that is something that, like, some LCS teams have attempted. I just don't think that it's feasible because, like, there are, there isn't enough space for them to fill. And they might as well just do, like, closed tryouts, you know? Yeah. It's, it's it, the funny, the
2: funny thing is, if we had not reached the point where we dropped to eight teams and we still had ten, I, I have it on pretty good authority. We would have seen multiple basically like rookie promotions yeah uh, yeah. either of like way more rookies than we already have which is a good amount i mean shout outs like meach masu sniper like some of the big names coming in but we would have had maybe double that if not more uh if we had had those two extra teams and there would have been instances most likely of players skipping the pipeline kind of like um uh, danny did back in the day where you just jump straight into lcs and you skip past the academy level uh, which I think, and, and that was due to some of the combines and the tryouts that teams were doing this offseason. So it's it's crazy that you're saying like yes, we should do this, and that this is a conversation right now because it almost happened, but then two of those teams are gone now, <laughs> and uh, then there was you know more you know veteran players to, to draft your rosters from, so uh, we had less promotions. I mean, we still had a
1: ton of promotions which is true like, yeah because like if we're going to include yeah, that's it a disguised toast
2: uh got four <laughs> players into the league One's a sub, but still
1: i mean yeah. i think
0: did i did you, either of you reference the fact that it's also hard to do tryouts when we are bringing so many players from other regions because i think that's that's a big thing too right like a little bit yeah yeah because you, you were <laughs> Kaby, i think when you mentioned it it's like yes these teams can bring in players from like you know, on the train into Seoul, Um, Mm -hmm. but in a lot of our cases, the way that LCS GMs and LCS teams decide to run the league right now and their teams is, is in most cases, who are the two players we're going to get that are living on another continent right now. So, um, that makes it really difficult, uh, for tryouts. And I, I mean, I think obviously I feel like that's just one more argument against, um, sort of boomerang players in and out from, um, the region. But I, it is a reality of the way that it, it is part of the reality that has led to, you know, the situation we find ourselves in. Uh, mm-hmm. so.
2: And I, I do see, um, shout out to Jonathan, Kamikaze uh, Kamikaz, Pladpus in chat who was talking about some of the NACL teams do combines and tryouts. That's absolutely true. Some of them, they are just five, Players that like playing together and they'll approach an org and say hey, we want to play for you And that's how the teams mm-hmm. put together like supernova this year but uh, some of the other challengers teams they do their own tryouts and they'll grab people from the solo queue ladder So it doesn't happen really at the LCS level as much but at the challengers level that happens from my understanding quite often That's like kind of the common way to do it Otherwise, it's like just get the one guy that you really want and then they'll build the roster with whoever they want to play with kind of
3: Yeah, do other orgs talk? with nacl orgs is there any like cross communication like i mean with the yeah. unaffiliated ones like wouldn't that help like just if the whole ecosystem knew what was going on do orgs yeah. even pay attention the ones yeah. that aren't in it
1: um i mean like i know for example like when quad wasn't over yet FlyQuest was using a cell like outside their org and like of course like they're talking uh like with teams quad of course plays on the challenger team for FlyQuest. Um, I, so, like, yeah, and, like, I mean, I, there are, like, a lot of, like, open secrets and, like, a lot of tape. I mean, you have to scrim those teams in the ecosystem, like, you'll talk for that. Um, like, I'm asked about my opinion for stuff. I'm sure that other coaches are asked about opinions or, like, coaches talk behind the scenes and share info. I mean, I think putting heads together, there's value in that, right? Um, so, like, some of these are known. Some people, like, have different reads on what matters, like, what talent matters, but, they, that's fine. There's still most, like, a lot of stuff that is known.
2: But if, if you want the spicy take, uh, I'll give you the spicy one is that I don't think the majority of orgs have people that have like a really solid temperature read on the developmental talent. I think there's a couple names in the scene that I have a lot of faith in, uh, and I think that do know who the upcoming players are and are responsible essentially for players like Masu for coming up the, the ladder more rapidly. Um, but I don't think that the majority of orgs pay that much attention and that's part of why we get more uh, focus on you know uh, challengers, players from Korea coming over and then getting a shot in the LCS than we do for our own players coming up through the pipeline. Yeah. Although I don't even know if I can say more because I think this split, I'm pretty sure we have more promotions than imports. I haven't actually done the numbers, but gut, gut feeling tells me that that's true. Do either of you have the answer on that one? I
0: haven't done run
2: the numbers yet. I think. It's like mass castle dove. Those are like the f- first three that come to mind. Man, we already have like what five B-boy. rookies? B boy. The rookies would outnumbered them this year. I think so. Forwards, Do we yeah. count Whippo <laughs> coming
0: back? <laughs> I like guess he's the, a he's a weird case, right? Where no, like yeah. B- B-
1: Whippo Whippo would technically count, but we don't count Inspire because he has a green card now. Right. So I and, get and Inspire 6- was, was brett- only out, well,
0: like anti- out for like half a year. Like the the bigger reason why I I would you could argue you could count Whippo is like. He was out of the league for like a year and got brought in even if he like never officially left the Los Angeles area. Um so yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's weird with some of the stuff. Uh did we mention Umpty, by the way? No we did not, no, yeah.
1: but yeah.
2: I, I yeah, think I think it's that, even import versus rooks. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's it's even or maybe a little bit more on the import side. Um yeah. I think so
2: but at least we're having the conversation most splits it's like oh no we, we just had more i mean but than the, we did the sad promotions. the sad part
1: is is that like the biggest thing that contributed to this is like the fucking money dropping and two teams dropping like yes. sadly, yeah i like I, if, if that didn't happen then like licorice has a job right and licorice should have a job he, he's a great player right like mm-hmm. if any team wants to get him that's fine right uh but uh, it's the biggest a, thing that went speaker. in yeah, like the biggest thing that like went in was actually like the fact that the salaries went down, and some people were just like, "I'm done," uh, and that sucks. Like, and I also think it sucks that it took salaries going down for some of these players to get a shot, because uh, I think like Meach has been playing well in LCS. Like, I think Masu, like he had one bad game, but Masu's been fine besides that. Like, I think that some of the new faces have looked pretty good. Imports too. I got. I thought Mask had a good week with the Immortals this week. So, yeah. dude, uh, Twitch chat
0: is down. uh, is just G-boy does
2: look really good you had a good
0: week twitch has just full industry right now we've got cloud nine we've got uh portillo <laughs> we've got raz we've got charlie from immortals new uh right did i mention raz we got Noomi jonathan like it's just it's this has now just become the industry show for the you're, sorry. you're the
3: trade magazine yes exactly <laughs> the trade yes. magazine i'm business
0: insider <laughs> uh or lec or lcs official
1: esports sky mall
0: yeah Jesus. Hopefully not that. You right.
1: Sky Mall was good.
0: Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh anyway, I think that that kind of addresses your take Trethen. But yeah. do you have anything you I want to shout
3: out? Um shout out to Solos Twitch stream. Very fun as a top lane main to watch that stream. So people should watch Solos Twitch stream. Nice. Also, I wish he was still in the league the dude is still
0: does he, really good does he rage because like after all the reputation he had about being like a rager in the lcs it would be very funny if he like never raged on stream or does he rage on it's stream?
3: like it's like chill esports grandpa rage okay like very subdued but you feel it if that makes sense gotcha
0: okay no i yeah. mean that sounds that sounds less toxic than his reputation would have provi- have suggested. So, But either way, thank you so much for the call, Tree Thin, and we'll catch you next time. Of course. Yeah. All right. Off Kangas goes to grab the next caller. Uh, oh, I get the next one? Yeah, sorry, I cubby, get cubby. I don't know why I, I said it's because I uh, <laughs> was holding. Whatever, it's fine. He already left. Uh, <laughs> cubby and Kangas right next to each other. I was already trying to move on to read out this giant uproar of subs that, that came in. Thank you to. Oh, God, where are we? So many people subbed all at once. Thank you. Um, Cherry Lace, Steven Ader, Spring Power, D Fitch, What Are You Doing Here, Hust Bust, uh, D Santana, Girlish Menace, Smirk, Z Crisper, Ian7J2, Hyatt, Rel uh outlandish nerd my ps connor leibs gifted five subs very generous real Selfius xpex gifted eight bella with the one uh ventus with 69 months congratulations ventus i know that's a big deal alex throws games thank you everybody for all of the support and then the devious one over on youtube thank you everybody all right our next caller is here caller what's your name and where are you calling from
4: oh my name is we just play you can just call me play and i am calling from chicago
2: oh hey chicago. chicago.
4: yeah what and do you were you born in chicago in... also
2: i know i was born in chicago and you, you're from chicago but were you yeah. born there mm, west burbs yeah nice
4: uh okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm gonna be lie. there chicago, like, oh, yeah.
4: uh, you... Well, it's you know there's like an infamous Western suburb that likes to say they're from Chicago. And then you ask where they were from. And they're like an hour West of the city. Uh, that was
1: a Jim Gaffigan joke with Milwaukee. It was a good one. But what, what, what what's the take we got play? Wait, wait, first
0: I need to ask, are you going to be at magic Con caller? Oh, Oh,
4: no, I'm sorry. I, I don't have enough money to get into magic, Travis, but I wish I could say otherwise. Hey,
0: drafting is not that expensive. There's a lot of ways to play for cheap, but um, built proxy, a commander deck. They don't care um regardless i'll be in chicago next month so if you change your mind you'll be able to see me uh all right what is your take
4: uh so my take is kind of something that was talked about last week regarding the layoffs but i actually have it as like a retrospective after seeing the dumpster fires that were some of the pausing situations for lec and lcs yeah uh and then combine that with the stuff that monte cristo had posted on twitter about how lec Purportedly, only had like one observer, and the cherry on the sunday has to be the fact that Riot has now announced that they're no longer going to be working on their internal streaming platform. And if I was a a team owner, I would be absolutely freaking livid.
0: Oh yeah, okay. So this this is the Ren call. um (sighs) how caller when you say Riot has announced that they are no longer going to be working on this. I don't believe they announced it was reported. I don't think people knew they were doing this. Like it was reported that they were that this thing was canceled. But I think that was the first time that it had been talked about publicly. Right. Or had you heard about it elsewhere?
4: Uh, I'd only seen a couple of articles, with the first one being from that Bloomberg article that got widespread. Yeah. But considering the fact that it wasn't retracted, there was no editorial notes, and the fact that Riot hasn't like officially come out. No, no, no it's completely true. Another, I mean, I could see it. Yeah. I could
0: see it. So, so Ren was a project that was being worked on behind the scenes to create a platform wherein Riot would also be streaming alongside youtube or twitch to my understanding i never fully could great understanding on what it was supposed to encompass entirely other than like you can read needham's letter from april of last year about the future of sport and he kind of references it there i actually get the feeling that when the world's unlocked thing came out last year that was probably supposed to be part of it was like oh, they're going to have this extra platform and you'll be able to get all these perks on it and all this stuff. And so, yeah, this thing was supposed to be like a a, a place where they could custom build it. And, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Kangas, Cubby, and, and all the listeners. But let me give you a history lesson. Yeah. Actually, uh, this is a good good idea. Cubby and Kangas, do you remember something called the BAM tech deal?
2: Yes, I was wondering if that's where you're going with. Wait, yeah. what? So many people that I talked to have never heard of this before, but I remember I was in college when the reports first broke out about it and I was all over it. It was like, this is crazy. Like what's going on, Disney?
0: (laughs) Okay. So BAM tech was a, uh, it was actually a technology platform. So when I was at Yahoo, we met with these guys. Um, but it was a, a technology platform that was created, I believe originally by the MLB because they wanted to stream uh, their games live on on the internet, and so they built from the ground up this giant infrastructure uh, for like a streaming solution called BAMTech, and it was all it was like white label, which means like you didn't go to like BAMTech.com to watch MLB, you just went to MLB.com or MLB.tv or whatever, and like that's where you would be able to watch this stuff using this this technology. By this BAM tech technology, yeah, they and built then,
2: the actual site or whatever the streaming platform yes. was, and then MLB yes. owned that. So
0: then, when I was at Yahoo, this is why Emily's freaking out in the Twitch chat. When I was at Yahoo, this deal got announced. So it was like 2016, 2017 That BAM Tech was going to pay right, I think it was like three hundred fifty million dollars for rights to, uh, the, to broadcast seven years of rights to. For League of Legends esports. And uh BamTech was gonna monetize it. There was gonna be like a subscription service on you know believably on, on top of this. And and uh and then Disney, I think I'm trying to remember, I think Disney bought BamTech in order mm-hmm. to use this as the back end for like uh, Disney plus right Disney plus it was for, I, think, know, I think I think they plus. also Bamtech, I think at the oh. time was also powering what was HBO now or HBO go. Um, and I think a year or two into the deal, uh, it got announced that like the the deal had dissolved that like so riot presumably got a bunch of cash from Bam Tech. Nothing ever came about, obviously because none of us remember like a riot TV platform or something like that. Um, and it was just crazy. I did a video in my apartment You can go find it of me being like it's a huge deal that this BAM tech deal ended And I remember talking to because like oh now they don't get any of this money and I remember talking to uh, Riot or some people at Riot at the time. I don't even think they're there anymore and they're like it's actually not that big of a deal uh, They're like 350 million not that big we can make more we're gonna go get the right we're gonna go sell media broadcast rights to like Twitch and YouTube, and we're gonna do this on our own. Well, they tried to do that a couple years ago, and it was after Overwatch League had already soured everybody's mouth on the the topic, and so then they didn't get these broadcast rights. So then, um, well, I think around the same time, I don't know when the idea for Ren was spun up, but like it's funny because Riot seems to have had their answer to the bam tech thing be, oh, we'll just do this on our own. We'll create our own streaming platform and then we'll be able to monetize it on our own and we'll control it and we'll do all this stuff. And so they spent years, I believe. Like I had been hearing about Ren for a very long time.
1: Oh. I, I yeah. I've had like I, I've also heard about Ren a lot. Yes. Like yes. this was a big thing where like I mean, pretty much like there are issues with the teams being able to monetize through the broadcast. And whenever a team would go to Riot to talk about it, they just kind of kick the can down the road to be like, oh, we'll consider that for Ren. Like, that might be a part of it, you know? Yes.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of things that were, from, from talking to teams, like, Riot really pushed, like, don't worry, we're going to unlock all this monetization through Ren. And and the, there's a the Bloomberg article, you should go read it. It probably does a lot better discussing all this than I did. But um, but yes, so that was kind of the crazy thing, was last, I remember on on Monday afternoon, or maybe Tuesday, I started getting messages from people that were like, I think Ren is dead. Like, uh, they just hit that entire team. Like, that whole team got laid off. And I think a lot of us were always pretty skeptical about this. Like, I remember talking to uh, a friend of mine uh, who about all this and just being like, this thing just sounds like such a waste of money. Like, why do this? You already have Twitch who has created this platform that are running it at a loss for you. Like it' just seemed like such a a bad idea and so and and like riot just takes forever to build anything um and i think that's part of the reason the bamtech deal died i remember i talked to a source at bamtech around that time who was part of the team that was working with riot on this stuff and they'd be like yeah we go in and they just make no progress like i i'll just i'll just say one thing i remember them saying even though it's it's A little weird they were like we'd go we we'd fly to la we would come in at like you know these guys are working for like a traditional company in new york and they'd show up at like nine nobody would be there right people would show up they'd do like an hour worth of work they'd go to lunch they'd come back play a league game then start working for the day at like one or something so like it was never surprising to me and again i feel bad for the people that got laid off like I'm sure very yeah, talented yeah. engineers and all that stuff. I'm not trying to dog on that team or anything like that, but just like Riot as a whole, I don't, I'm not surprised that this product never got built. Um, so yeah, there's my I, like 10 minute monologue, I guess on Ren.
4: Yeah. I, I have thoughts so, on I it. Like,
2: Oh yeah. Go for it now. Right. Your question.
4: So, Cause I just kind of wanted to like, really bring up like why i felt that was related to the layoffs not just because of that team specifically but because if you combine that pipe dream that they were you know like travis said using as a carrot to be like oh yeah we'll have money for you keep coming but then combine that with the fact that there were all these layoffs with the regular broadcast team which needed all the strength it could get it just if i was in the pro scene both as an owner a player or whatever it ju- just would make me very nervous because it-, it just doesn't seem like the- they're not putting their money where their mouth is, no pun intended.
1: I, like, I, For me, it's just like, <clears throat> like, it feels like a lot of the ambition is just gone. Like, Ren is, like, let's be honest, that is a pipe dream, right? Like, having, like, the Riot Esports Network, and you can, like, tune in to watch this. I think it's, a, like, for what it's worth, I think it's a terrible idea. Like, I, uh, why not just monetize Twitch? Like, that does this just infinitely better, right? But, like, that is an ambitious project. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, we'll just, like, throw it in the can, right? And, like, big companies can do this. And, like, between that, like, limiting road shows, like, narrowing everything, like, it feels like a lot of the ambition for, like, hey, we can make League truly be a cultural thing, a cultural phenomenon is just gone. And that, for me, is, like, the shittiest part about all this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I really believe, like, if Riot like did a better job of striking the iron when it was hot around seasons like four. I think they did a good job from season three to season four. And then like season four to season six was whatever. And then after that, I think that they like every decision that's been made is just like actually like set the scene behind as a whole. And like a lot of the ambition is just gone. And a lot of that was like, it started with, Hey, we need to make sure that every league is profitable, like on its own. Right. And so that has led like the excuse to just be like, every year, okay, here's how, like, we can actually, like, cut more costs, you know, like, here's how we can actually, like, drive things down, we can just, like, still run a similar product, like, make sure it's profitable, instead of being, like, hey, how do we build something really fucking cool, and then, like, we'll make money off it later, right, like, more startup mentality, I, I feel like Riot really had the ability to do that, and they just never did that, and Ren, for me, again, is a pipe dream, like, this was never gonna happen, but they, like, it just goes into, like, the Riot mentality of, like, we're going to keep on pushing off these problems that the teams have right now to this pipe dream and then just do nothing to fix it. And then we're just going to cancel it. And now what do we do about all the shit we could have done for like six years? You know, it's terrible. I, I
4: well, think. the craziest part. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Genghis, Go ahead. Yeah,
2: I, I want to get in here because I, I, I've been hearing a lot of people saying like they don't believe in the Ren and what it could have been if it's just a replacement for twitch where they just stream the regions yes i don't think it 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 works it's not going to be enough but the way i always envisioned it was more like the disney plus where they have lcs lec lck lpl every live stream going there but they also have arcane on there and they have players on there they didn't have to partner with netflix and paramount plus if they have their own platform to publish their own shows maybe we would have a season two of players if they had their own internal thing that they were able to, I'd never on.
0: heard that, Kangas. I mean, it would have been really nice if they'd done that. But what I like, I remember at one point in time, I, I, I vaguely recalled somebody saying that like the idea was you could just tune into this and there'd always be esports going on, or there'd be some sort of programming. Like, I think they yeah, wanted to do like the boomer, like the same thing. Ven was trying to do all, all the like. I feel like there's just these execs at all these companies that are like 40, 50 years old who are like, ESPN, that's the thing to be. This like 24-7 thing where you can just always tune into this central location and like you'll be able to watch something. And I don't know if that was really where Ren was, especially by the end of it. It could have been, I don't know. But like I think that was it more than it was supposed to be like a Disney Plus style thing with a lot of different original programming.
2: But that's um, what I wanted it to be, at least, because yeah, yeah, yeah. imagine you have a platform that has all that and then all the Riot music videos and everything. I mean, they can still publish it to YouTube wherever they want to, but you have your own app on your phone where, like, they'll have the Arcane Season 2 premiere debut live on there or something like that. That'd be really cool, right? Dude, um, is it is it really
0: cool? Like, I, I guess if it's free, but if I have to pay a separate subscription to this, then, like, that is not... I'd rather just have it on Netflix, you know, well, Netflix is price hiking a ton, so maybe I'd rather have it on Disney plus or something. Like I, I'd rather it be on something I already have. I don't need another app. There are already services that have better backends for all this stuff. Like I don't see, you know, the, the other thing is that building these streaming platforms is this crazy ass thing, because then you also have to build a sales team to build like the, to sell. Service space is expensive as hell.
1: Yeah, and like it's it's I, I I think it's I I appreciate the ambition of the deal, but I think it was terrible, and I think that it ended up leading to a lot of problems not being solved that teams needed, uh, and of course now we're like in the money pit, and that would have been really nice to have like six years ago if, like, just simple stuff like like why is there not a sub button on the Twitch you know like that, that could like went to teams we're using that for challenges leagues like literally yeah help. and like I, I talked felt- to. I talked to Maryville be a thing this
2: year because like we yeah. they tried it out last year with challengers. That was like the the test run to see if it was successful. It was very successful. We had a lot of subs at the challenger level. Like we were I, at one point over one thousand. I know, which that's a lot of support at the challenger level. Imagine what the LCS would be able to get.
1: I, I know, you like know, Maryville, they paid for half their teams' travel based on the money they got from NACL. Like the 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 whole like college, like for like a whole you know semester. It's a lot of money. Like if you're thinking like how many teams they have and like, like traveling across the country, that's like. At least ten people. Whenever you travel, that's a good chunk of money that enable them to do more. Um, like LCS teams, like would get a lot more money than that. You know, like why not? I like, I just don't know like why this is not the case.
0: Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I think Cubby. I really like your point that like Riot consistently is has said we're gonna put off doing this because we're gonna do like the ten times better version of it. Yeah that's just like a thing that i constantly see with them over the, all these years covering it and then they hire up do a bunch of stuff and and they go oh man this is really complicated what are what are we should we really be doing this and then like it never happens
1: you know it's too ambitious guys well we the best the it. best example <laughs>
0: of this is that like like when overwatch league first came out they did a big partnership with twitch and twitch had Huge integrations that they built out, like engineering resources yes. were poured into, so you could see cool. you could see all this data about the game that was displayed on the page. Twitch was paying them a fuck ton of money, like E-motes. all this stuff was happening. E-motes. And free drops, LCS and like Riot could have done that instead, right? Instead, they like went and did the Tech thing. When BAMTech folded, the deal folded. They didn't go and try to do a deal with Twitch. And now we're in a space where like Twitch is laying off seventy-two percent of their company. Obviously no over exaggeration. You know, Riot's laying off their their team. Like there so much opportunity has just been left on the, the floor because Riot is always like, Yeah, hey, we can we're we're Riot. We can do better than that. And um and I think the the sad thing is is that the everybody loses in that world, right? Like the fans don't have as great of a platform. You can go to lollysports.com, it's dog shit. I'm sure that's what they were planning on you know, I'm sure it wasn't getting updated because they were planning on putting together some, the Ren page was going to probably replace it. Um, you know, the revenue is not there for the teams that could have been there in previous years. Like there's just a lot that I think is unfortunate whenever they do do this type of thing. And so, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel too bad sort of raking them over the coals for this and seeing like the Bloomberg article come out because I think this stuff should be a lesson for them. like, Hey, maybe turn the fucking sub button on on Twitch. <laughs> you know, like just do take the take the little W's because other than that, Dude, you're just how, racking up big L's. How hard?
1: How hard would it be to do that, Travis? I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if we can we can turn a button on. I
0: mean, at Riot, don't I'm do sure it is complicated because, I like here's the thing with Riot. <laughs> Riot does this thing where, and it's like this at a lot of major companies, a lot of major companies, but especially at Riot, where they think so much about like what something means. Um, you know, it's, it would almost be better in some ways if they cared more about the bottom line immediately, because they would just do things that make sense sometimes, also for the consumers. But like the thing is, if um, if let's say, for instance, you wanted to turn a sub button on on Twitch, I feel like what happens is. Riot starts to go, hmm, well, what does it mean to turn a sub button on? And, like, is it fair for us to ask the players to, to to spend money on us? And what are we giving them in return? And what if instead of creating a sub button, we, like, did this other thing where, you know, we just did this through the league client where you could spend $10 and then you could, and that's even more money for us and you get some sort of blue essence and, like, these things, and then they get elevated to... And then they're uh, like, executives. "What if
1: we make our own platform? Right, right. <laughs> we have the
0: engineering Dude, to do all this." If you Don't told me Ren background. spun out of "What if we should turn the sub button on Twitch?" I would believe <laughs> that
1: was the
5: first domino to
0: fall. <laughs> I would believe you. Like that is just it is it is like such a riot thing. And and again, it's like it is the way that a lot of companies. But like, like. I don't... Okay, I also play a lot of Magic, and I follow Wizard stuff. And disclaimer, I've, like, done sponsorship with them in the past year. Those guys are fucking cutthroat. Like, they will just, like, burn things down for, like, whatever money they can get. And, like, it is really shitty, and I'm, I enjoy Riot's approach overall more. But, like, they don't... Like, they'll just do something, and you know that it's because they want to make some more money... And it, it just makes sense in that moment. And they're like, okay, we'll turn this knob and make a little bit more money. And you're like, you're cool. It's not like, well, we could turn that knob or we could create a whole new page of knobs that we could constantly be turning. We'll get it done in
1: a year. And then five years later, they're like, meh. It, it, it's, it's just, it's so sad. Cause like, I, so I had a dinner with someone like we, and this was our conversation over dinner. We talked about, Hey, I, like, we have a meeting. Like the person was like, in it, their Ren was in the topic and they were like what should we be pitching like what are ways we can make money off the broadcasts like from a team perspective right because like teams need more avenues to money and like we spent time like talking about like hey like here's what we can pitch like where like should you be able to buy jerseys like for the winning teams like we pitched ideas like if you pay to like have access to like a team emote you have to pick like one two or three like based on like how much you put in and then like if someone wins if you spam it in chat like on the screen you know the team emote pops up like a discord emote you know like tossing around like crazy ideas like this right mm-hmm. the, the point isn't like what the idea is the point is that teams wanted this to happen because they needed to make money off this like it was a big revenue push for teams like in a big promise that riot had being like hey we can have like we'll have links to like the stores you know like if you're competing like we'll have links to like whatever you want to promote like we can help that like on the page and like all this shit. like in the downtime we can run your team's content like stuff like this right like it's the riot esports network like we can run stuff that involves our games I, it was just so much was promised or like no i don't know what was promised but the teams did have hopes, sp- like on this and like for everyone saying like if i was a team owner like i'd be pissed like i know they cared about this I, I i'd i'd be pissed too like this again was what they used to kick the can down the road it was thrown into this bucket and it's just gone now and in the meantime what they do to you know steady the tide and like the platforms they actually use how do i get like if i see a team playing and i want their jersey how do i get it right now can i do it through twitch or youtube like like how how fucking basic is it to like link a team store or like like actually like update like shit like this you know mm-hmm. like, it, it's not hard and i don't know i feel like they're they just massively dropped the ball all, all right, right like, anyway we've we've beat this
0: ever, horse like, for team. quite some time yeah <laughs> um Caller, thank you for the call, and and I really do appreciate because I had forgotten about the Ren stuff um, coming out, uh, and it's it's a fascinating topic that I care more about than I think the vast majority of people who watch LCS. Um, do you have anything you want to shout
4: out? Heck yes, uh, I got two things. One, awesome job with your Alienware partnership. I'm not. Uh, I've actually bought two computers using your code one way back in twenty nineteen and then I just got a brand new M17 a couple months ago. It's beautiful. Um they make two, good systems. They make good the systems show. and
0: they were a great partner. So
4: they do. They're great. Love you Alienware. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Um and second shout out just shout out to you and everything. I actually met you when you were here for the live show in Chicago at the United Center and makes me sad that there's not going to be a road show because seeing your show live and seeing it in the united center actually made my partner want to get into league f and he actually starts playing it now nice. oh i have sucked another one into this madness <laughs> travis
2: saving league of legends one road awesome. show at a time
0: that's awesome well uh thank you so much for the call thank you for the kind words and we will catch you next time
4: and have a good night guys yeah
0: All right, Uh, let's let's take a quick break to talk about this uh, evening sponsor, which is none other than you. Yes, you 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 can sponsor TGI uh, with in many different ways. So I have a whole link tree that is like a, a support link tree, which I'm wondering if we have that set up as a macro. Yeah, we do. If you do, linktree in Twitch, I don't know if you can over on YouTube. I don't know if we've set it up on there, but Numi will link it if, if that's the case. You can see all these variety of ways to, uh, to support uh, TGI. Uh, and I need to look at uh, some additional ways to do that. I've thought about doing Patreon. I think it's tough when I'm already asking folks who watch the live show to do YouTube membership and Twitch. So maybe we can figure something out. I don't know um but yeah if you do that it is very much appreciated i get yeah uh and and just so folks know i do i do pay cubby to do the show so uh doing the show has a a hard cost associated with it every week uh cubby very generous on on what he he has asked for in that but it's not like i have to it's not like the mark days where that dude was asking me for 10 grand every episode oh my goodness uh yeah
2: wait
1: I should have should have called him before this. Then,
0: yeah, yeah, no. Well, hey, oh. listen, he, you, you see, he had to leave, uh, because it wasn't enough <laughs> for him. So that's that's uh, why you got
1: the private jet now.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, so you know, f- hitting up those links, hitting up those resources. If you are a podcast listener, if you're watching over on YouTube, the link tree should be in the description. Um, and you can you can find out those those options. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh there's a me link there. They don't even sponsor me, but I if you if you buy me through the affiliate link, I get to get twenty dollars, I think, or something like that for me And so that's kinda of banger. Uh Incredible. you know, you're helping offset my underwear budget. Anyway, uh that's that's it for this sponsor read for the show. Hopefully we'll have a real one next week. Uh wanna grab the next collar, Cubby?
2: I got you. <clears throat> Man, i All haven't right. heard somebody else talk about the bam tech deal in so long
0: dude the bam tech deal like i wish there was a bigger audience for esports business content because it is like in some in at times it is more interesting to me than what is happening in the games you know actually now that we only have six weeks of lcs there won't be that sort of dead zone but i remember when we used to have nine or ten weeks of lcs splits um before playoffs like week seven would roll around and i'd be like okay let's let's wrap this up like we know who the teams are <laughs> that are gonna be making playoffs like usually it's like you know one or two sitting at the bottom we don't really care about and yeah so uh franz is here franz where are you calling from
6: hey calling from huntington beach california
0: huntington beach you've been on a couple episodes recently i feel like
6: yes yeah I
0: have. well welcome back uh what do you want to talk about on the show
6: Thank you, yeah. So I, I have sort of a prediction and then a take. Um, community sentiment around APA has not been fantastic these first few games. Um, and I predict in very Team Liquid fashion that if they do not uh, pick up performances, Team Liquid will replace APA. And I think if that were the case, I think that would be the wrong move. I think it is long past due that CoreJJ uh, moves on and Team Liquid moves on for CoreJJ. Oh, JJ.
0: Uh, um, you're saying I, core I think, is the problem not apa
6: yeah i i i like core as uh, you know from his past if you look at team liquid though since since they put together like the 2022 super team till now they've almost had the same identity that whole time uh win early game really hard and throw mid game um to you know paint with a broad brush and the the one constant has been core jj the main leader and and uh shot caller um i just think uh he's he's passed it um and i think in order for them to uh you know achieve the the highs that i that we all know steve aims for um it's time for them to move on and and invest in some young talent which they have done and and move on from from uh from core.
0: cubby do you want to start this off i'm very curious about your takes on your thoughts on this
1: um okay i i will say that i, I guess i'm a bit biased in the sense that I I think that TL, I think Core will be with TL until Core decides he doesn't want to compete anymore. And I also, we talked about combines earlier, I also was a coach in TL's combine. Uh, Core was one of the coaches in there. And when they narrowed down the players from 20 to 10, they didn't keep me for the other two days, but they gave me access to the server. I wasn't doing much, so I just kind of hung out in there. And uh, hearing Core coach was... Really fun. It was really something. Core brings a lot to the team and the team environment. And this this might sound crazy, but he is a player where I think he brings you so much value that even no matter what he's doing on the rift, I think he's still really good to have in your org. Um now, I think a lot of people have been going very hard on APA and TL. And I I just I, I wanna just, you know, bring up like I know TL at two and two. They haven't looked the best. This is a team that where you did expect to be middle of the pack. I think everyone pretty much universally. Yeah, where did had you power rank them? Do you remember? I had them at fourth. Yeah. Um in a tier of their own. So they're about where I expected right now. Who is playing well on TL? That's a I, great question. Everyone like wants to like kind of bash APA. You- who who was playing well on TL? Like
0: Twitch chat is mostly saying impact and umpty. I'd say I, the umpty, top yeah. half I of the map. think
1: Impact... I mean I think top lane is honestly it's hard to figure out who's playing well top lane honestly I mean, we're, we're going to be honest. He, uh, impact impact the map on two Udyr games is great. I think Umpty's been okay. I, yeah, I don't think, I think anyone's like in the
2: first couple minutes of the game usually. Their their yeah, like, phase is good. I
1: don't think anyone's playing great. Uh, so like if, if everyone's like pointing the blame at APA or Yawn, who are the the two younger players? I think they've kind of, like, taken a fall. I would just like to ask, like, hey, who's playing well, you know? Like, I, I really don't know anyone, like, a TL that's, like, playing well. And I, I went through the tape. I thought Yawn's actually been okay. I know that the FlyQuest game, I'm actually going to kind of chalk up more to draft from this week. I, I really don't think the TL had much of a chance to win off that draft. Um, and then the other game, I thought that, like... APA got fed, and he was the focus, and he managed okay. I don't think that he played, like, super clean, but they won. Mm-hmm. So, I I also, yeah, like... He almost betrayed him. Almost, but... Yeah. The, the, that he was bad. <laughs> there were a couple fights where, like, he did the Triss combo, but was off, like, 100 HP. Yeah. So, like, he, like, didn't clean up. And then a couple... He jumped into a Nazir ult, which was pretty bad. Uh, I don't think he had his best game, but... I, I don't, I don't know the like. I don't get the bashing of APA it's like, I don't know what the community's expectation is for APA. Honestly, because my expectation for APA is that he is a middle of the pack mid laner, and I'm hoping that he improves.
2: Yeah, it's also the, APA. I, I don't have
1: a ton of expectation for
2: APA. Playing with a new jungler now, and APA last year when he first came in, I mean they they had content pieces, even though. The language barrier was there you know apa and pioshek seemed to share the same opinions of like what plays They wanted to go for and they looked like they had a lot of innate synergy that they didn't need to build up They just played and saw the game in similar ways uh, And now you don't have that anymore. It's a new build. It's a new team So I think obviously APA is going to look different and he is getting focused a lot in these games like uh his zigzag in particular they were just like waiting bad for wherever for ever apa was gonna go yeah. and then they would just pounce on the zigs which is partly on play. apa for like walking into brushes that are not yeah. warded but uh, also like it seems like a lot of teams have that game plan of like shut apa down um and yeah i think that'll take some time for for this team liquid roster to really figure out how they want to play the game
0: yeah i mean i think it's it i have a hard time two weeks into a split thinking or yeah two weeks into a split thinking that like anyone should be making changes unless something just feels dramatically terrible Mm -hmm. um and so it's it you know it's only four games i know apa was upset last week that he'd only played two so i i think a little bit more time is is required and again like in an eight-team league you have you have a lot of leeway um I feel like you know there's not a lot of competition. I guess you could suggest like maybe there's like less playoff spots or something, but it's just not. I don't think it's an issue um, right now. So I think a little bit more time is fine. On what do you think of the core stuff, though, Kangas?
2: That is a bold move to (laughs) uh, say core is the problem. Uh, I think that core does like cubby had said bring so much more outside of just in-game performance that I would want to keep this player as long as possible Especially when you have I mean cores had a kind of a history almost like Afremu in a way where you put him with a young rookie 80 carry Like look at how good tactical looks next to core. Look how good Jan has looked next to core I think that core can elevate and provide the training wheels for a lot of younger 80 carries to develop and, and, and get better and I do see a bright future for Jan. I think that he's got a higher ceiling than he's shown already. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would want him next to a support like core for as long as possible, as opposed to, Oh, get rid of core and bring in as much as I love and root for players like Busio and Ayla. I think it's just harder for a young AD carry to really uh, pop off uh, and, and improve at a fast rate. If they're next to somebody who's also improving and learning the game, and uh, trying to compete at the LCS level than somebody who like core DJ is going to be much more comfortable at that level. So I I'm of the opposite, opinion. I do, I don't want to get rid of core. I want to keep him as long as we can.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's time to put core out to pasture yet. I do think there's an interesting question of like, what does, uh, what does TL look like if core is able to step back and coach? Um, I not, not that I'm saying spawn is not worthy of that or anything like that, but like, I it would be interesting to see what he can he can provide to the team, just being out of it. Uh, but I don't I don't even necessarily want to say that that time has come yet. So, I mean, caller, what what is it buddy. about? Oh, go ahead, Kangas. Okay,
2: no, I, I think that that'd be the natural progression. I, I would love for Core to stay in the scene whenever he's ready to stop playing. But yeah, I mean, if if he's gone, I still want him to stick around and work with the players. He's invested so much into the LCS and NA. He's like the prime example of. Like we we want we don't want to have players that come in for one split and then get out because they're not happy in NA and Corey invested and he's done so much to help develop our region and develop our players that uh, I'm hoping that he is still willing to stick around coaching whenever he's ready
1: to stop playing. I I don't think like again I don't think TL is like playing great as a team so far. I, I don't I can't really like I think they've also had like a couple drafts where, like I I know like from watching Spawn in TLC. I think that Spawn has always done a really nice job of having his younger teams have very rigid macro and rotating well. And I haven't seen TL be super good at that outside of like impact roaming on Udyr, which a lot of teams are doing. So it's pretty common. Um, and also Spawn will very much, like his team's played early game. It's kind of hard. It's like a new team. Like I don't know like how much control Spawn has over this roster. I think that Spawn is really effective. I just, I don't see TL playing as a unit yet and I therefore like I don't know if that's like changing pieces or just giving the pieces more time and I'm kind of with Travis you can't change any pieces and I don't think that core is a piece you even can change Like realistically you, you cannot change core for being honest
0: Collar, I, no, I do, do want to give really you a too. chance to kind of rebuttal any of this or yeah anything you want to say so,
6: yeah the, I mean the things said about cores you know other than just strictly his gameplay is i think valid he offers a lot he's he's had high performances in the past he's a good mm-hmm. mentor to young adc's i i'm sort of looking at it at a across this last 2 years team liquid has hovered around 3rd to 4th they did make worlds so that that was you know that was at least something they've hovered around 3rd to 4th um with what i feel is like the same identity that they have not been able to break which is again you know smash early game and and, uh, and throw mid game and not be able to close out games and if I'm if I'm looking to the future and how to break out of that I'm looking at the the, the person who probably has the most influence of in that team I I also just think course past it I think it's I think uh, his his peak is behind him and um, his his name value has been carrying him uh, a little bit further than than his gameplay Um so I, I would like to see him moved on, uh, just to see if Team Liquid can.
0: Do you have a, a replacement to... candidate?
6: No, no idea, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that would help I, the argument. I, I yeah. know, it, it definitely would. Uh, but What do we
2: think, Cubby? Who would be the replacement? <laughs> Is it hey, Zazel? You, you,
1: no, you can't go Kim down, and you can't go anyone on a different team. Oh, we can't I mean, go anyone
2: on a different team, okay.
1: You'd have to find, likely, uh, someone that, you know, it's a mostly Korean-speaking team. And yawns younger. they are gonna go get
2: trimby I see that in the chat, <laughs> Reckless in the chat. Oh no. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, here T one's got a really promising support uh in their developmental leagues. We could take a look at them. Yeah, new guy.
1: I don't know. I think like I, I don't like I don't see any replacements either. Yeah. Uh so yeah. There was there was was
0: there anyone who came out of the E. G. Golden Guardians blow up that we could think of? We got screwed up Uh,
1: on that. Chime. Chime. is probably the most experienced support. Like, we have Chime and Diamond and Challengers, and I will give a shout-out to TL's support and Challengers Kimdown, who I don't think is ready for LCS, but he grew a lot in his first year. He went from, like, being a collegiate player who, like, never took top 8 in, like, even upsurge tournaments to actually being really good.
2: We um, don't have like so, a most improved award and challenges. He was a good of, candidate. We we all yeah. like we're like maybe we should make one <laughs> because
4: of I how kinda, much better that was at the end of the kinda year. I kind of wanted to game. make
1: one for Kimmy, yeah, yeah. Kim down improved a, like a crap ton. It was really fun to watch. So shout out to Kim down, but he's not ready for LCS yet, and he's not an upgrade to Core.
0: Well, sorry caller, but you're – I think that more than anything is the, is the rough spot. If you'd come in and you'd been able to be like. And look, there's this, you know, it's not like there's a, a speaker for support sitting on the outside of the league right now. That's like, yeah. yo, TL needs to go pick this person up right now. Um, so I think yeah, that's a rough one.
6: True. I, I think it, it, it more comes out of the it's it's me being scared of something that hasn't happened yet. I, I worry that team like Steve will panic and and uh, and go for the, the easy sort of, oh, it's our rookie and a mid. That's that's well, not good enough.
1: You know panicking is expensive sometimes so the, that, that that's not an option as much this year but we'll see yeah, i hope you know? so now yeah. that's the
6: case yeah
0: we will see all right thank you so much for the call uh anything you want to shout out
6: oh uh, yeah shout out your sponsors uh chat and me uh everyone uh sub to prime um or use your prime sub uh and shout out alienware uh thank you guys for having me on see you next time
0: thank you so much catch you next time Yo, Alienware's still getting shoutouts. I wonder how long we're going to get sh- Alienware shoutouts after they've they've stopped paying Five for 5 years is
1: a long time, man. That's yeah, that's yeah. actually crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess they deserve that. They get they is get that... a little bit of residuals on the back end. Yeah. Is that um,
2: longer than any LCS sponsorship? No, so Team, team like Liquid has had
0: Alienware longer than I have. Um, oh, Okay. And Cloud9 had HyperX for a really long time, but I don't think they have them right now. Uh I'm trying to think of who else. The the funny thing is it's longer than I think a lot of LCS teams. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 yeah, yeah I mean it's it's pretty I mean, it was
2: 4 years ago, 5 years ago now.
0: Yeah. I know, yeah. I already know that what's going to happen. Like this is always the annoying thing is like anytime anything that is like suboptimal happens to me or even when something that is suboptimal didn't happen to me, that the haters come out in force and they uh, they try to be like ha ha See, Travis got fucked and he deserves it cuz he sucks. And um he can't
2: and, even keep a sponsorship for 6 years. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can't and i am just like for 7 uh, years, can't keep a sponsor yeah. for 6. What's yeah. going on, Travis? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um so I don't know. It's uh <clears throat> it's goofy, but I know that'll <laughs> happen. Uh, Cubby, you want to go grab the next caller? Let's do it. Thank you to a whole bunch of people who subbed uh, where were we Alex throws games silly shadow director donut meek out finance consultant Mac to ace sushi daddy uh, illumination psych uh, for the five gifted Perchy. be gentle Baca Jaffe Bowen Thank you for the 500 bits devious one. Thank you for the tier one over on YouTube Thank you to Jeremy who has started out 17 bucks my way babushka or babushki sorry and also, Uwu. Thank you, everybody, for the support yeah, over there. Um, where are we? Is it
2: just we? U-W-U? How would they get that username? That's incredible.
0: Well, it's YouTube. So YouTube, you can have, like, whatever name. Like, somebody has uh, Jeremy or whatever, and then you, like, click their profile, and they have, like, a different thing. So fair, it's fair. a little different than Twitch. Uh, Brandywine is here. Brandywine, you haven't have been on the show in a long time, I feel like, but I remember you. Uh, when yeah, was the last time you were on? The
7: last time. It was probably, like, the live show, Worlds 2022.
0: Right. Okay, yeah, I, I, I remember meeting you. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a long time. What do you want to talk about on the show?
7: Uh, So, I want to talk about how prose is the best thing to happen for the scene in years. Uh, last year, I would never have remembered the name of someone like Oompty, and now he's one of my favorite players. There's, like, countless examples of rookies from prior years names just kind of go in one ear and out the other as they cycle in and out yeah. um, of EG. Uh And this format's just really cool because it allows Rose to be in a more comfortable kind of conversational scenario rather than the kind of samey interviews, like post-game interviews. Um, and plus, they're like interacting with folks outside of their team, which allows for like new conversations and content. would love to see who he teach Umt to make MG or something like that. Uh, plus i think jat and emily rand are both like just really talented at facilitating conversation Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i I mean i think it's great that you can connect with a player um for the seven months that he'll be in the league i think it's awesome that pros allows you to do stuff like that uh not a slam against (laughs) umpty by the way just a slam against our ability to retain any player from another region um but setting that aside i really do agree with uh with that sentiment i mean I We talked a little bit about pros last week on the show. Uh, it is a better version of State of the League, which was the show that literally started my career. And I miss that show so much. Like It it was always rough doing that show because you never know like how great the players are going to be at wanting to talk about something or feeling comfortable talking about stuff. And so in a lot of ways, Hotline League is a little more comfortable for me because I have co-hosts that are... Uh, very comfortable with this this talking about the Bam Tech deal or, you know, all these random other things that are relevant that maybe don't be are not top of mind for, for the players, but getting to see players interact with other folks on other teams is great because I do think oftentimes you end up in situations where a team will have group think around a topic. And so you interview one player from that team, and they'll just sort of say the same opinion as like another player. Not not to say that like they always agree or anything like that, but like when you do get a discussion from three different people on three different teams, it is really really great. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy that uh, Riot is doing that type of thing, and I do think it is like in a lot of ways a better investment for them than the analyst desk was. I do hope that they can get sort of a more promotion on it because i did see it today on the lcs youtube channel and it was like doing okay but like it's definitely not at a point yet where it's super popping off so
1: well we're promoting it right here travis that's why we pulled the call right yeah we're
0: doing everything we can uh to help this
2: uh, hotline league episode sponsored by pros the (sighs) lcs
0: show no
2: no unfortunately
0: not um or fortunately i don't i can't can't take that riot money yet but uh yeah, no, I, I really like it. I don't know how much you guys feel about it. I haven't had a chance to watch today's episode yet. It's been crazy.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I, I'm always a fan of getting players talking with each other and getting their voices and faces on as much content as possible, something that at the NACL level we try and do because the way we strategize about it, you might have more thoughts on this too. It's like We the have players- strategy. They don't well we try at least you know Uh, the players don't have a lot of branding especially at the challengers level so uh, Often what I'm focused on is I feel I have this personal opinion that you almost connect with people More off of what's not in League of Legends than what is so like uh, at least from a broadcaster side So I try and get players to be like what do you do that isn't just League of Legends? And how how can you like communicate that make that part of your brand? Whether you like going to the gym or you have another sport or something, but the other complete opposite is also true, where, like, if you were just really smart about the game and able to talk about these complex topics uh, with other players, I think that's also very fascinating. So, I love shows like this where you get the opportunity to do a little bit of both, too, because then you would just see them interact with each other and, like, having these organic moments where mm-hmm. you'll learn about them as people, not just as players. Could have been great Ren content, honestly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oof. Um, <sighs> no, I, I mean, I it's not a new idea I think it's a good execution of the premise um yeah I mean it's just like uh I I I think it's good like I'm glad that people are launching onto it um I I don't have much to say about this because it's like I agree you know yeah uh but it's almost like you know if you see a bunch of ex-pros coming out with NBA podcasts you know every NBA ex-pro has got a podcast now where they just bring on players and shoot the shit and like talk about old stories Why not do that like while they're still in the league like through the week right I, th- I think it's really easy. And I actually hope, like, they think about maybe getting an X-Pro or two in for one of these, too. Because, like, I feel like you could kind of, like, get some fun stories if you get some old guard people as well. I feel like that was more of mm-hmm. the goal with the media show. So, like, I don't want to have more than, like, one X-Pro on. But also, I, I think that would be really fun to, like, have a couple old guard in just to... Yeah, the challenge be, like, is a lot, lot of those guys
0: just stop paying attention the moment that yeah. uh, they're out. And so... Yeah. Like I've, that's always been a thing is I'd love to get some ex pro on or something, the show, but then it's like, okay, what did you think about this thing that happened this week? And like, they're just not clued in. I, I, it's, I'd be really curious to know how much the NBA folks still watch NBA. Cause I feel like, yeah, like I, you know, Aframu, for instance, I doubt watches
1: LCS these days. Um, that's, that's too bad. I think that it's like really common in traditional sports where you get greats that, or they, they just become fans. Yeah. It's very common. Um, well, and there's that, a lot of those yeah.
7: guys who are also kind of in that liminal space of like, like, Snake they're still doing things in the scene. Or like people who are on coaching staffs as well who you could bring on.
0: Yeah, I think those guys are tough. So the way they film pros is they do it immediately after the show ends. And so it it there's just a logistical issue with those guys doing co-streaming, but maybe if they are like sort of the way double lift was in the studio that week you could try to have one of them on Uh, Medios is obviously already on the dive which doesn't mean he can't do this but like it is it is kind of not hitting that purpose as much so i don't know i am i'm interested to see how things go um
2: I do want them to bring more ex-pros on as guests for the show, because they've been, I mean, I was a guest this last weekend. Um, I oh, know for the LCS, they, you
0: mean, not for pros?
2: Yeah, for, well, I mean, but if they bring them on as a guest for just, like, the show day, they can keep them around sure. for a show like pros at the end of the day, right? Like, I filmed some extra content at the end of my guest day. I assume that they can do that, really, with anybody that they bring in. So, say they had... Medios, or even players that aren't like you know retired pros they're just not on a team like speak uh stick say somebody um to still have them involved in the show in some capacity would be really cool
0: yeah no i think that's uh that is super cool so hey uh thank you so much that's
7: a quick question oh yeah yeah i was just because i I mean, I've heard you talk about State of the League. I didn't start watching uh, LCS until 2017, so I didn't see any of that. But uh, whatever happened to that, and I, I guess I just haven't seen any sort of longer-form content that brings people together like this. Is it just that like teams are hesitant to let folks outside of the established names? Or so
0: I'm going to burn my relationship with Kangas right over. now uh, by admitting yes. that before I before Cubby hit up Kangas, I had reached out to seven different people today about coming on the show. Yeah. I think...
1: told me eight, so, you know. I think
0: three were coaches, four were players, or maybe five, or uh, might have hit up five. Maybe it was eight people. And uh, one coach said, I have a personal... Uh, issue today another one just hit me with a no ty uh the third did not get back to me on the player front uh insanity i think was the only person to reply to me and he said Ah, uh, i oh wait i got it i just got a message from the other coach that said Ah oh, sorry i had plans tonight which is fine i it's oh, a it's a weird line
2: oh and you were gonna get him in yeah.
0: it's a weird <laughs> line where you you if i reach out to people too early i found that the best time to reach out to pros is the day of because if you reach out to them like before their games they're like i don't fucking want to think about this uh and they might even forget about it but if you reach out to the morning of they're like oh yeah sure i'm not doing anything tonight um busio replied and said uh that he had he was busy and then insanity said that i should uh he said he had uh, a meeting tonight and then he said, You should probably ask other people. I'm sure Zazel might be down. And I said, I did message Zazel. He didn't reply. And he said, Yeah, he's got a big ego now that we're one in three. <laughs> um, <so laughs> I love so, this. So, anyway, all to answer your question, which is <laughs> it just became way harder to get pros on once LCS started. Like, I had stayed the league for basically a year or two. And then once everything. Uh, once everything kicked off, it just became really hard to get three pro players all together at once. Now, Riot can do it because those players are already in the studio, and Riot can be like, "You gotta fucking do this. We're Riot Games. You don't. You saw what we did to the Ren team. You don't want us to do that to LCS." <laughs> um, and so, so they'll stick around for that. But it's a lot harder for for us to do. For me to get three pros all on, yeah. once. I can't even well, get one pro on the show. So,
2: Do you think it's also uh, important to, to know the right pros? For example, uh, I know for a fact that Armeo is, he loves doing content. He really enjoys really? watching content and doing content. So I was, when I did like my thing, I don't, I guess spoilers. Um, I, May or may not have done something uh, with some of the Immortals players, uh, and they both of them had a really fun time with it, and' were like, yeah, no know well, like we love doing this stuff. So I, I guess it depends on the player and, and you know if they actually want to come on or not.
0: Yeah, and oftentimes I try to leverage the, like like it's it palafox, I feel like I can always get to, uh, on the show because he's one of the players I'm closest to. Like we'll just hang out and talk at, at times around the studio or at events and stuff. but um but it gets a lot harder whenever I'm like, hitting somebody up and they don't, they, I don't have like a, a close personal friendship with them. So, um, yeah. but yeah, mm-hmm. I, and I would like to do it. I, well, honestly, one thing I would like to do with hotline league this year is get multiple guests on at the same time um, and, and just be more ambitious in that. Again, it's really hard as we've talked about to get even one person on, but like, it would have been great to have King on tonight and a pro um, and the, I think the show just becomes a little bit more dynamic at that point in time. So uh, we will see. But if you are a pro player watching this, uh, please reach out and let me know if you want to come on the show. Um,
2: it's good branding. You need to get your face and your voice out there, all you pros.
0: I was complaining to a friend about this earlier, and she said, I pinned the comment. She said, you can't help LCS if no one wants to do it. And I was just like, I need to get that framed and put on my wall so that I can just watch it, look at it every now and then whenever I get depressed. Um, <laughs> anyway, hopefully that answers your question, Brandywine. Yeah, thank you. Anything you want to shout out?
7: Uh, yeah, shout out to FlyQuest for quality content all the time. Shout out to whoever the first company is that'll reach out to Travis for sponsorship. Shout out to Kangas for hard inting his bingo card. Yeah, yeah. shout-out
0: to Look, all the folks that was not play my best <laughs> Dude, I, the bingo card thing, I was... It's funny, because, <laughs> like, in one sense, it's cute. In another sense, I was talking to a friend today uh, that works at Riot, and I was like, yeah, you know, the thing that r- the LCS really needs to connect with a new young audience is fucking bingo. You know, like, oh, that's, yeah. uh, that's hip, that's trendy, you know? They'll... Sure, all the Cedar citizens will hey, it love felt bingo. Like-
2: 10 minutes of that pause that we had true you know, true true, true. You know, yeah, Whatever game was production capability if
1: you have two days to do something a bingo card it's feasible all right yeah. and but, that's why they run it in in the homes you know it's feasible that's why you
0: what do you, it and i was gonna say it's so great to see kangas make it on and fulfill his dream of being in the lcs for the full extent of even filling for pauses uh um, yeah Ridiculous pauses. I got
2: two pauses each game and the flower shows up for the last two. No pauses yeah. for the rest of the day. I was like, yeah. come on, let's go. Well, you were
0: probably stepping on a cable. I'm yeah. sure that yeah. somebody was learning Caster that stroke, job yeah. after the person who was doing it previously is no longer with the company. All right. Uh, thank you, Brandywine for the call and we'll catch you next time.
7: Thanks y'all.
0: Yeah. By the way, I just want to say that like, I know there was a lot of focus on the LEC folks that got hit. And I, I do think there were a lot of people that got hit over there. But, like, LCS also got pretty hit. There just yep, was not yep. a lot of people talking about it. Um, the casters, I guess, just didn't, you know, like, I know Shox talked about the stuff on the LEC side and other people came out and were talking about it as well. But, like, like the there was a studio content team that made a lot of, like, stuff. In fact, I know even the, there was a video that was released this past week that was, like, pros talk about how to climb in the new patch or whatever um that whole team just got gutted um a good friend of mine who produces the dive is uh currently looking for work so he's very talented um yeah yep yeah he's great uh and and he worked on players as well um so really cool dude so there was just a lot of folks i heard a lot of engineers got hit um on the lcs side too which also is Mm -hmm ironic because teams. uh we have we've had a lot of pauses lately and hey engineering is often uh
1: actually uh we we even shipped one of our observers to lac for this week <laughs> we did wait really that's funny yeah. did they like <laughs> overnighted an observer over to help out with LAC. really yeah
0: oh my uh, god that is
2: i can't believe you didn't hear about that one yeah you that didn't hear is... about
5: that
0: it said well Shout hey, out, Lauren. L- lcs lac
5: we're in it hands. together yeah we're in it together yeah
2: yeah no it was an interesting week to guest as well because i had gone in uh and i'd worked with one of the producers shout out to manny um on like a couple different content ideas i wanted to pitch because um, i i do a lot of the content for challengers league or at least last year that was part of my responsibilities was doing yeah. a lot of the content and uh i had a couple ideas i wanted to push and be like hey like can i do all this stuff while i'm in the studio and then you we did that the week before the layoffs happened and then the the week that that happened I was like oh we're probably not going to get the majority of these things done but shout out to the team that is still there because they were still very accommodating and I was able to get um two different things done one just had to turn into a live bit if anyone saw like the Masu Wi-Fi Wizard ping to performance matrix thing that we did uh and then one other one we were able to film afterwards so they're they're trying to make do with what they uh with the team that's there but it heart goes out to everybody that was affected
0: yeah yeah, yeah. All right, you want to grab the next caller cubby? Yep. Shout out to the Devious One, uh, Poteta, uh, Wilka Beast, and Open Fire for the subs. Thank you, everybody, for the support. Uh, over on YouTube, no new memberships. You, YouTube. I gotta say, Twitch crushes you every week. I don't know what it is. Twitchers are... Uh, maybe it's the culture. Like, YouTube viewers are just used to to not uh, doing that type of stuff. Okay, we got Skizzle here. Skizzle, where are you calling from?
8: Hi, I'm calling from a Fairfax, Virginia.
0: From Fairfax, Virginia. What do you want to talk about on the show?
8: Uh, yeah, I'm calling in to talk about how... I think that the reason Shopify Rebellion have been generally disappointing this year and uh, are in last place is because they made some poor roster moves and failed to pick up to... failed to retain their support player, who I think was really good, and failed to pick up of uh, it's either two of the remaining top laners available who performed very well last split um if you look at their core from last year of like all the bottom tier teams uh so like dig imt Hunter thieves and uh shopify i think they probably had the strongest core overall so i think like insanity boogie and chime were probably the highest performing core of the teams that were still available and they failed to keep one of them and i feel like they didn't pick up one of the better replacements for. Uh, their top winner, which they probably think was good for them to replace. Uh, so overall, I just think that they've made poor roster decisions, and that's why I think that they're generally playing below what the uh, most analysts had them power ranked at, at the beginning of the season.
0: All right, I don't want to go first on the Shopify Rebellion stuff because I, I am, I am a Shopify well, Rebellion hater.
8: I'll, I'll, I'll take
2: first here then, and then yeah. Kobe can uh, tell Ooh. me if, if he agrees or disagrees. Uh, I think sure. that. Shopify's general strategy, I, I don't know what was happening behind the scenes or any of their scouting and, and actual signings, but if you look at the players that picked up a lot of the disguised core uh, from NACL summer split, they Ooh. won the split. So Fake God coming in, Zazel coming in. I think that this uh, this seemed like it's, it's a little budget. It, I would be surprised if any of these players were making much more than uh, minimum, but it is still, I think, an exciting uh, core to get behind as a fan you know especially like for kangas. the disguise fans coming in i'm just gonna add to this kangas but everyone in that
1: roster has also worked with revin before in some capacity because oh, i didn't know that cloud nine challengers he coached tsm uh so that was his spring summer and then he worked with b on a stroll so mm. Reven's actually worked with everyone on the team too so that cool. also feeds into Probably how it's got built. Yeah, so,
2: yeah. And to, to your point of top lane in particular, I think Fake God was one of the premier top laners in mm-hmm. NACL. Him and Surdy were kind of the the two that stood out throughout Summer Split. Uh, and I think it makes sense that if you're going to have a call-up, it would be Fake God. But I also hear you that like once Licorice is on the table, that could have been a consideration. But I don't know. I'm assuming a lot of teams talked to Licorice if they were looking for top laners. Um, but... I, again, I don't have insights as to why that wouldn't have happened, but I, I hear you there. Like, I think that there were other choices that we, as just a fan of a team and saying, I want them to be the best, they probably could have made pushes for other players. But overall, what they got, I, I'm still happy to root for this team. I know that they're not going to be like, a top team, but Why? there's pieces there to get Why to are you about. happy to
0: root for them, Kangas?
2: I, I'm happy about Zazel's comeback. I think that Zazel, in particular, so, so that one I disagree with. I think that I, I would take Zazel over Chime. I root for Chime, want to see him succeed. But if I'm a team that's wanting to win and also wanting to, you know, get a fan base behind me, I think Zazel's story is so cool because he just kept denying offers that were not good enough for you know split after split playing in amateur uh, academy instead cuz he was like I I know what I'm worth and I don't want to play for a bad team for not a lot of money and now of course the landscape changes so I think that I, I haven't talked with him about that. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but maybe a bit of shifting goalposts because you know Shopify isn't that top team, like Team Liquid or FlyQuest. It's like, oh yeah, like now is a big <laughs> triumphant comeback. But I think his story is still cool because he never lost it. Zazel was always still playing at the Zazel level, uh, even if his last split in LCS, uh, I believe it was the Evil Geniuses, like summer 2021, I want to say. Uh, he wasn't like looking stellar back then, but um, I would, I, I'm still happy about his call up for sure.
0: I, I, I mean it, So, I, I love Zazel a lot as a player, and I love his story. Uh, I think that's a great reason to root for Zazel. I'm not convinced that's a great reason to root for Shopify Rebellion. But, Covey, I want to hear what sorry. you're going to say.
1: I mean, um, I thought that we announced the, the two teams leaving soon enough to make sure that every player found a home, Travis. I, I thought that we solved this when it was announced.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that is a... I, and when, Kangas, you were talking about the Lakers thing, I think a lot of it was a timing thing, right? Where Riot announces Riot's free agency starts, but after all the rosters are pretty much decided,
2: like... But none of the rosters were actually free announced, or from my understanding, locked in until a couple of days later, so... Oh, no, dude, It was there were so many rosters locked in, man. It was, like, all verbals. like. Yeah, but verbals yeah. are not locked in, right? Yeah, I, but, I like, trying
1: verbals examples. isn't the best uh and also like there were before. some scenarios where like GG potentially could keep a team and there was a rumored Golden Guardians team that would have been like I think I heard Licorice River Zven or no no it no, Licorice Spika Zven and a couple other pieces. I mean
0: they too. were in the running for JoJo. Yeah, they were in until Golden Guardians was like, eh, wait, hang on, or the Warriors, I think, told yeah. The, uh, golden guardians to like lock or to stop all conversations yeah. or whatever I,
1: I know that someone from gg's in the chat there was also like a super budget roster as well um which mm-hmm. if you look at where Anero is working in uh uh challengers with dsg size some of those pieces were being considered like in case gg had to go budget too. there I, I i heard like a few rumors like behind the scenes of what they could do but going at, at, into this question uh i also am surprised i i think that fake god and zazel uh just getting like into them This is the core they played together last year. They won both splits of challengers. They're the ones that are actually talking the most uh, in in the team as well. Zazel is very vocal as a player, but that's something where you have to consider. I know that, like, in terms of making changes, you would be changing both your talkers because the rest of the team doesn't really talk that much, and I personally would not do that. I think that Zazel, like... There was a rel game that Zazel, like... I think game one, he played Rel this week and he didn't look good. That game, I didn't like that draft for Shopify Rebellion, quite frankly. And I think that if you get behind on engage in that comp, like you're going to feed. And then obviously like, they beat C9. And I thought that against C9, they like, I like their draft. I don't get why teams are picking Renata and Emilio. I know that you can dive it early, but like if you get into grouping scenarios, you just get absolutely shat on like thematically by that champion. Um, So I actually thought that like, Shopify Rebellion were finally able to put it together. I also know that there was an interview that someone did that said that they wanted the Scion Lilia uh, Game 1 uh, of the week, and then Lilia was denied by IMT. Uh, and Lilia ended up being really good in that draft too, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I Like, they, they beat the plan, or, like, beat them into the plan. Like, Scion Lilia is now something we've seen, like, they have that up their sleeve. Um, I don't know, I, I kind of want to see Shopify Rebellion, like, be able to win standard before, like, they're winning with, like, these comps that no one else plays. I think that's the one knock I'd have on them so far. I don't think that... I think that I could argue that Zazel or... um, I think Revenge might be stronger than Fake God, but I think Fake God was still a good option.
2: Okay, you're saying that because you're a big brain that likes to see good League of Legends. I'm the complete opposite. Give me the wackiest picks you got, Insanity. Entertain me and the people. I don't want to have just another standard team. I think that's what makes them fun to watch is because Insanity... I want to see see both. If you
1: want to be good, you have to win as both, you know? Like, you True. have to be able to win playing what's strong, and then you have to be win playing what
2: you play. So, Skizzle, so then, I guess that's the question. Do you want them to be good, or do you want them to be entertaining to watch?
8: Both. I mean, I feel like you'd want them to be good, right? I think my, my, I'm probably more uh, frustrated with the not revenge not being up, Not really by any team, honestly, because I thought he play was, like, in the top half of top laners. I Oh, sure. Yeah. But, and so I think that that, like, was kind of odd, especially because, like, the, even the rumors were, like, the EG picked up and instead, so that was a little odd. Um... I think picking up Zays over Chime makes some sense if you want a shot caller and you need a shot caller. I think that's fine. Although I think Chime played really well last year, too. No, like, but I think a lot of this, a lot of this, my point with this is that uh, I feel like these are my top half players, right? You know, there's players like Tomo who I think played pretty well last year, but if they got replaced with like uh, upcoming rookie, I think it makes more sense. But like these players are like playing really well. And so, like, when you have a team that like, I mean, I guess they didn't finish super well last year, but like when they were playing mostly pretty well, and then you're just like, we're just going to change them for, like, nebulous reasons, at least to, like, as someone, as an outside person, that's why I would question their decisions mostly. So,
0: I I just continue to be disappointed in Shopify Rebellion. Uh, I feel like, you know, we replaced TSM, a team that people talked about even when they were not really relevant in the standings or whatever, with this brand new team, and they come in, and I... I honestly kind of like Immortals more than them right now. um like I just don't think their content's they're
1: br- been kind of nice early in the yeah. year. Like, What's that? Immortals been doing a good job on the content early in the year. Yeah, yeah like I've they've they
0: they are. Well, I think two things have happened. One, Immortals has stepped it up a little bit, and two,
1: the other teams have stepped down. Other oh. teams have stepped <laughs> down.
0: <laughs> and nice. so when you look at Immortals now, you're like, well, okay, like hey, they're they're not too too off, and by the way i saw uh charlie early in the chat like i've never i've never been frustrated with the people that are working over there i've been frustrated with like the organization right and i think that forever immortals has already struck me as an org that like the org doesn't care about esports, they just care about holding an asset um that they hope to flip someday and uh that day is probably never going to come uh and and so I felt, uh, I don't know, I feel like lately I've been more happy with Immortals. One one thing Immortals sure. did uh, that I couldn't do two weekends ago or two Mondays ago because I was doing the show was they, they held a barbecue mm. and invited a whole bunch of people to come out and meet their players there. and talk to people and all this stuff. And I was just like, wow, that's like... Like, I, it's not anything too crazy, but, like, ter- they're like, hey, let's come come meet our staff and players ahead of the split starting. And in my mind, I'm like, hey, that's, that's like, pretty cool. That's a very neat idea. Like, I haven't seen other orgs do that. You're thinking outside the box. You're doing some neat stuff. So, like, I, I think that's really neat. Like, the Shopify Rebellion stuff annoyed me, has continued to annoy me, because, like, one, I don't, like... Fun they had like, to my knowledge, they had like no contracts roll over from TSM, right? Like they did not have to run back a lot of the TSM infrastructure. And in my mind, most of that infrastructure and like the rosters and all that stuff was sitting there just as a like, like TSM was having that stuff sit there so that they could sell it, right? And so I'm like, I don't feel like this is, you kind of run forward this like weird, uh, leftover TSM thing in a lot of ways um, in terms of decision-making on the competitive side of that. I'm still very frustrated with the fact that up until there, I guess until nine days ago, they had nothing but like JPEGs out that they had put out. They, I'm now looking at their YouTube channel and they did really say a uh, video talking about their 2024 roster, like two days. Day, this is, introducing our lcs 2024 roster and this was i think like two days or the day before lcs starts i'm like shouldn't that have been done not two days before they've now released like a little vlog from the opening thing so they are starting to put out content and like i'm not saying that i'm gonna be a shopify rebellion hater forever but it's just like I I just feel like if I was buying into the LCS and I was... Especially if... Because I saw people on Twitch chat being like, Travis hates marketing orgs or something like that. No! Like, if I'm fucking Shopify, I'm doing this for brand exposure and I'm, like, yeah. running this organization, let me be like, hey, by the way, guys, we're fucking Shopify. We care about esports. Here's this all this content are. with, like, our... Here's why we're coming in and we're going to help the LCS. And, like, yes, it's struggling lately, but, like, we give a shit. And here's yeah. all the cool ways we're going to do this. Instead, they they feel a lot like the TSM of summer, right. In terms of what it feels like their commitment is to the league. Um, I,
2: I so. still don't even know really what the team is. And I'm, I'm curious, because like you're, you made it right now, but I want to hear your thoughts. Are you a Shopify rebellion fan? And if so, what made you a fan?
8: Not particularly to be honest. Okay. I just watch all of the LCS teams. And honestly, this is like, maybe I got fresh watching I the IMT game where it just felt like they got rolled over. And I was like watching this and I'm like, really, this is what we're getting. Uh, yeah. They did beat C9 the next They did beat C9, yeah. I mean, I feel like C9 was very trolling that game. I mean, I was really, I'm a C9 fan, I was very frustrated watching the game. I don't really know how, if you have like, Permanent prio mid, you give up six Grubs, and then like, lose. And then, I like, KO Mary, Bot Dive, and then like, uh, oh, the whole good. game just felt like they were trolling. The Udier top
1: does, does help well, with Grubs, if you are Immortals, but yeah.
2: I, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions of, like, how to, how teams can interact with fans more. One is that I'm always going to push fans need to have some kind of, like, icon mascot. I think FlyQuest should just make um, the, the cat, you know, Basil's little cat thing, their mascot now. Like, officially, that's the, the, the mascot for FlyQuest. Team Liquid has blue. I want Shopify Rebellion to just be, like, a guy in sweatpants and, like, a shopping cart. And then he can just, like, you go to live events and he just, like, pushes a shopping cart and, like,
8: throws out jerseys from it and stuff. Like, you know, lean into it. Have fun with it, right? I mean, yeah. And I'm I'm a I'm a very boomer esports fan. I started watching StarCraft in, like, 2009. And, like, the pure person running it's, like, TLO, who's, like, a very, very OG person. And I feel like they could lean into Like, the CEO is, like, a big StarCraft fan, Shopify. Dude, well, I you know, used to root for TLO
0: it. back whenever he was a player. I met him a couple of times throughout the years. Um, And, like, that's, I think, also the thing that's kind of disappointing is, like, that seems like a great person that you could put out in front and whenever Shopify is coming in, you could release a video. That's like, Hey, I'm TLO. I've been in esports forever. Blah, blah. And said, they just released a JPEG with text on it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. But I do like the players. So I, don't, I want to make it clear that none of this, uh, animosity on my end is towards the players. Uh, anyway, thank you. Skizzle for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our last caller?
8: uh shout out to my wife lizzie she's upstairs with the dog asleep so you know house is very quiet thank you lizzie uh also shout out to yell for shipping out apa and yawn to downtown dc for world's finals at 3 a.m i did not go but they really tried with their fan engagement on that one i don't think i don't know how well it went but you know what props to those guys for being up at 3 a.m to watch world's finals i certainly wasn't doing that especially in random city in the East Coast
0: i think team liquid has like a weird relationship with dc that's where steve was living before he moved out to california and like yeah, they,
8: they, they have like a venue there they're uh they the wizard the nba and nhl conglomerate bought a part of tl or something like that yeah they're TL, they like own, the venue they co-own
0: here. axiomatic which is the company that owns tl but
8: they don't really use it I, I they used they had lcs events last split and this split since the lcs on the weekends they're like running i think they would just rather run like pre-game events for the basketball or hockey games so they just don't do lcs things there anymore which is unfortunate but maybe they' will for the playoffs yeah. i don't know we'll see going to downtown dc is annoying but you know i try my best yeah
0: yeah well hey thank you so much for the call and we'll catch you next time thanks all right uh off to the last caller
1: hooray um, this this is this is an interesting one
0: awesome Ooh. uh we got where are we Wilka Beast, Open Fire. Hippo Squirrel, gifted a sub to Emily. Hippo Squirrel, gifted a sub to Dallin McCubist. Grendel Chunk, thank you for the Prime. Unsullied, thank you for the Prime. TMFP, thank you for the Prime. Uh, Oh, and Roadheart over on YouTube. Thanks for hooking it up with the $5 super chat. Really appreciate it. Uh, Where are we? Kelby's in the chat. I don't know why. He must be truly bored. Kelby has to come play Magic with me because of a... Uh, bet he's coming to my magic event this Sunday, um, and he has to do it because of a bet that involves the LCS and Riot Games that I cannot reveal or will not reveal uh, on oh. the stream.
2: Does it? Have, can I ask one question? So, so we'll yeah. have to go to the magic event to hear the story. Is Does it right? have to
1: do with Ren?
0: No, no, no. It didn't. Oh, it didn't. that
1: would have been great. That that's like the he, theme of the episode. He yeah. lost
0: the bet at the end of last year, is what I'll say. Ah, okay. Yeah, it uh, was the the sure. bet. The bet uh, stakes were if i win he has to come play magic with me and if he he wins i have to watch top gun because i've never watched top gun and he is uh really upset about that for some reason
1: the original movie yeah that's a great movie
0: yeah i had some of it spoiled for me a long time ago so like i was kind of like i don't need to watch this again and uh
6: damn and then, yeah
0: all right our callers here caller where are you what's your name and where are you calling from
5: Hello, I'm Emulator. I'm calling from New York City.
0: New York City. What do you want to talk about on the show?
5: I want to talk about how I am. C9 is great and all, but I'm not super moved that their changes mean a lot long, long term for the organization.
0: Uh, can you when you can you elaborate on this? You're saying. What what changes are you referencing specifically?
5: Uh, sorry, like the like the addition of Jojo, Pune, and Vulcan, while I think are great, I don't think have really changed any of C9's weaknesses.
0: Oh, okay, okay. That's a great way of putting it. Thank you. That helps clarify. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and, and elaborate, though. What are those weaknesses, and why do you think they haven't addressed them?
5: Yeah. So, obviously, the thing to lead with is that at this roster's peak, with their mechanical ability, like... Obviously, the peak is winning domestic titles, uh, or you might believe it is beyond, but they can definitely win domestic titles with their mechanics. But when we've seen C9 fail, and we have seen C9 fail in the past few years, it always feels like there are difficulties to adapt in playoff series. In particular, the NRG series, I felt like they really, really struggled to adapt to contracts. And in twenty twenty two, I really feel like uh this similar same coaching staff struggled to adapt to EG, and that's why they got bounced 3-0 by EG in 2022. So I think the additions of Jojo Pune and Vulcan are obviously like good for C9, and obviously compared to the field of the LCS, they're still like a really, really great roster. But when I look at the additions of Jojo Pune and Vulcan, I don't see anything that moves the needle in regards to how do they adapt better in the series they're struggling in, uh, which has always been the core struggle of like this group of C9 players who we have seen play together for some time now.
0: All right. Who wants to take this first? Which one are you?
5: All right. I
1: I think that JoJo instantly makes things a lot better and a lot easier, especially if you're going to play a best of series. That man can play a lot more champions than m and also I think that the biggest issue in the NRG series and that playoff run was m and uh, And JoJo is Kind of fisting every mid laner right now, as we expect. So that's great for C9. Um, Which
5: is uh, all I want to like, not to interrupt, but like Jojo is also not impervious to inting, which is a thing that I think obviously he's, uh, and then no one, and I know no one is like saying that Jojo Q never dies because no one believes that either. But like, while I agree, he's definitely stronger than MNS, and I would like describe it as like his peak is higher and his floor is also higher because he, when he ints, he ints less than MNS. I don't think the C9 roster is going to have, like... I think they're still at some point going to have an ending mid problem. Uh, and, like, if you remember, Joe Chupin's sophomore slump was a real thing. Uh, not that it was, like, a terrible, terrible, like, performance or anything, but he did die a lot more uh, when that EG uh, roster ran it back uh, afterwards. So I think there is, like, some concern that Joe Chupin could could uh, become that, but obviously he's stronger than m
1: uh, yeah i mean i love jojo and i love him yeah. because he doesn't and but he also makes really sick plays and he's able to do that because sometimes he does run it take bad plays that's okay um
2: I, i'm actually if you don't mind me hopping in here Kobe, yeah. i i'm very surprised to hear anyone say because you started off with you don't see it as a long-term build for cloud nine if i'm long-term building for any org i think jojo is the first name on my list if i can just have access to any player in the lcs i'm just like who's my first one if i'm trying to build a roster and build a fan base and grow a team over like i say a two three year uh you know span i i don't know if there's a name above jojo on my list so i i'm curious why you looked at it from that lens are you do you not have faith in jojo's ability to continue to
5: perform either at this level or improve It's actually not that at all. I actually really, really love Jojo Pune. I've been a fan of him since the challengers myself. But actually, I think in particular, while I agree uh, that Jojo Pune really deserves to be the star of any franchise on, C9 is a privileged organization and has kind of three or four players right now, you could say, like, are worth building around. Not that all of them to the same extent as Jojo Pune, but like Berserker, absolutely a player worth building around. Mm -hmm. Blabber, a player they've kind of already been building around to get mm-hmm. to this point and mm-hmm. even fudge like uh at his like lowest he's not as strong uh but still a player that uh c9 have at least <laughs> been building around lately so i don't disagree that jojo kune is deserving of being built around but whether c9 is the org that is going to build around him i'm doubtful of Sure. Because I think other th-
2: I think this roster in particular, I heard a lot of uh, different perspectives from people uh, and kind of the shared thought that there's a lot of big personalities and a lot of strong voices on this roster. How are they going to balance? That. Is is it going to be too loud in comms? Who's the in-game leader? Um, and, you know, how? are we going to see sloppy play because there's like three different things happening at the same time that all the players are trying to communicate. And I think that Jojo in particular, from what I've heard about him behind the scenes, he's actually one of the most adaptable mid laners that we have in NA where he is able to carry a game, but he's also, I mean, he played a whole split with revenge top lane where he was sacking mid waves to just constantly roam top, right? Like he's, Hmm. he's willing to play different styles depending on what his team and the, the comp that they draft needs. So I think he's actually very versatile as a player. Um, Now, whether you think the other four voices are still going to be too strong and and demanding of what they want, um, that's another argument. I think that in their loss, Vulcan in particular didn't look very coordinated with the rest of the team. Um, But other than that, I mean, their wins have looked really solid. And I I think it's unrealistic to expect a team to just look perfect all the time. Uh, And there always will be those games where they don't look as good occasionally
0: yeah i mean i i would just echo everything that's been said about the jojo stuff like i don't know how things will look when they get to playoffs and i think that's where you could end up being vindicated if you really feel like if if the thesis is basically like hey they can't adapt or they just struggle or whatever i could definitely see you know how jojo doesn't necessarily immediately solve that problem but like in sheer amounts of brute force this team has become much stronger and much harder to deal with and so i i'm not like i think that they are undoubtedly like the heavy heavy favorite for spring
1: emulator your initial take you you brought up g2 and you're like kind of like worried about like facing the same g2 had issues like going international is that what you're worried about
5: i'm actually thinking of uh, the split that mad lions actually defeated g2 uh okay. because mm. i think uh at least where i'm coming from this uh and it might be hot anyways but where i'm coming from is that c9 are gonna win so many games and kind of are in the process of so many winning so many games with so many like champions that are so good at fighting that i think they're going to collect data that when you're c9 you win the games of league of legends uh and I don't think C9's problem has ever been like struggling winning games in regular season. I think it really comes down to like, <laughs> it, it's a it's weird and feels reductive to say it this way, but everything goes right for C9 until it doesn't. And then like when things start to go wrong for C9, it just feels like there's no okay. way to patch the ship.
1: So so this uh, is actually something that I, I can kind of agree with. Like, it's hard to be the top team and to stay as the top team. And if you are the top team in a region and then you go elsewhere and you are no longer the top team, you all of a sudden have to learn to adapt and probably relearn some things that also worked in this region, like domestically. Right. So like, would that kind of be like your concern? I, I, I can see where you're coming
5: from with that. Yeah, that, and even on like a domestic level that like when they are winning so much that even like other good teams that challenge them, sometimes they struggle to adapt to even in season. I think that, uh, happened during NRG and I think, uh, this definitely was a big reason for it, but I think C9 still in that NRG series kind of got beat by coaching a little bit.
2: Hmm. It's an interesting thought. I, I still, it's just hard to think, like, sure. they hit a and panic button when they just feel like they're just yeah, so and, much better I, than the other Travis, teams, but
5: Yeah. For sure. Travis also mentioned that, like, it's kind of true that if my thought is that like they're really good at winning regular season games, but they struggle to adapt, that really can't come to fruition until a playoff series. So I guess it's really like not a concern immediately. But I just struggle to believe that like the same struggles that C nine do face when they struggle like have been fixed because of Jojo Pud and Vulcan.
0: Well, I guess we'll have to find out whenever we see the yeah. finals in the LCS arena, or sorry, the Riot Games yeah, really. arena. This hey, hey,
2: fun fact, it still says LCS Arena on Google. If you go to Google Maps right now, you should yeah. or maybe it was Apple Maps. I don't know. But somebody I, I was riding with, they had their GPS up and it said LCS Arena. So they probably let go of the person somebody that was in
0: charge of updating the Google Maps stuff. So um but anyway, emulator, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out here at the end?
5: Uh I don't think so. Uh shout out FlyQuest, I guess. Shout out inspired, uh, my other favorite player in the LCS currently. Um and I would really, really hate to be wrong about this and C9 to prove me wrong and win Worlds. So <laughs> C9 is listening. You would uh, hate that? <laughs> I would I would hate it so much. I would hate it so much.
1: Yeah, uh, hate watching. Yeah, we're going to exactly, save LCS with exactly. hate watching.
5: <laughs> with my JoJo PN jersey. All right. Uh, <laughs> good night, y'all.
0: Thanks so much for the call. We'll catch you next time. See yeah. ya. All right. That is the show. I want to share a message I sent. Heavy before the start of this which was uh since i've just been leaking dms all night yeah i said uh i've had an aggravating day so trying to get in a good mood for the show and i had said that maybe we could just do i said later on like maybe we can just do an hour and a half instead of two and uh and i just want to say like i've had this this is a very frequent thing for me where leading up to these shows not not every show every now and then I get a show that's coming up and I'm just like, Oh man, today's been like such a rough one. And I feel like there's maybe not as much to talk about. And like, I knew that I had to talk about the Alienware stuff at the beginning. That was going to be a bummer. And I go into this just being like, okay, we're going to do this because it's Monday and we're doing it. And like any content creator who says that tells you or pretends that they don't have like every now and then one of those things where they're obligated to do something at a certain time and they're in a rough spot. I mean, we all have that, right? No matter what job you have. But this show was awesome, and uh, and really helped put me in a much better mood. It, it capped off uh, what was an annoying day, and with a with a really great way. And I I think a huge part of that was Kangas coming on. Thank you, Kangas, for uh, guesting, especially last minute. I really appreciate it. You were fantastic. Um, I know. Happy you, to
2: be the eighth string guest. Yes, we made it, folks. We made it. <laughs> you were wearing a
0: shirt, and you didn't do any flexing or anything today. It was it was very out of character for you, but
2: true. I, yeah, I mean, we could always fix that. Like, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's like, okay. Weird. It's okay. It's okay.
0: That's the show. That's the show uh thank you so much too <laughs> love that you just have that 200 right in pounds front of you. uh cubby <laughs> what do you want to shout out
1: uh thanks to everyone for watching and hanging we had some fun callers thanks steve for coming on and good job on lcs this week um and yeah i will if you guys want to follow me twitter twitch youtube cubby xx i don't think i have much planned for this week but also I'm not on challengers next week, uh, so we'll we'll have some bonus time, and I'll probably be streaming a little bit more. So yeah.
2: Same. I, hey, I hear there's something happening on Sunday, uh, over at uh, Travis's place. You you want to go to that, Cubby? I I hit yes on the invite. Not the, my nice. place.
0: At the at the hundred thieves compound, they're generously. Oh.
1: Uh, Part of my contractual obligation.
0: You know, yeah, they're generously <laughs> hosting our Magic the Gathering, uh, the uh, murders at Karlov Manor pre-release. I'm hosting one for esports industry folks on on that day. So, yeah, Cubby, I need, or, uh, Cubby, I need you to give me, or I guess now Kangas can, Cub- Kangas' email because I need to add him to the invite so that I know how many uh, pre-release I kits get to get.
1: I'm another one,
0: too. Yep.
2: Yeah, hopefully oh, this I, I doesn't I ruin, ruin my connections today. at Konami. If anybody from Konami that has hired me for any of the Konami broadcasts is watching this, I still love Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm not, this isn't a betrayal. This is, I'm, I'm dipping my toes into something else. You know, we're going to try social it networking. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you're gonna be fine. Uh oh, man, there was one other thing. Oh, I do want to shout out that, uh, one, this week is a super week for the LCS. They're not doing a good job of letting you know that, but there are right. games starting this Friday. So, yep, if you're watching this, I would, I will, I, I would bet that one somehow you made it all the way to the end of this. If you're a podcaster, VOD. And two, there's a very good chance that if you did, you still you you're shocked to just to realize that there are games happening this Friday. Yeah, let's see in, in Twitch chat. People say, "How did I just find out it's Super Week? Damn, <laughs> I didn't know that." It's super Week. How am I just hearing this? Oh wow, I didn't know that. Oh, thanks, a LCS, for telling me. Super Week.
2: Some challengers do. Yeah, it's it, it is. Yeah. Super Week. Yeah. Well, we're on. Are we? We're on Monday, right? Isn't it Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or is it Friday, Saturday, Friday. Sunday? And I'm just trolling. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, okay, trolling. Home. Feel cool.
0: free to express uh, your surprise to the Commissioner League, who, in my opinion, should be letting people know about this in a better way. Um, so, yes, and tune in because you're going to want all the LCS you can get because then it's going to go away for two weeks, after the week after next. So um, stock up on LCS now before Valorant starts and shoves us into the, the abyss. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is positives the, the week after uh next week next week i will be in denver i'm really excited to go to denver i have never been since i was a kid and i don't remember that really um so if anybody knows denver please let me know like cool things i should do there uh, but i will be there for a magic event dreamhack uh denver which is happening there so if you play magic in Denver and you want to hang out with me and play magic with me in Denver, then please go check that out. Uh, but yes, I would love to uh, love to, to know what I should do. What's a good restaurant? I don't know. Let me know, uh, Kangas. Any? I forgot. Did we give you shout outs? I don't think we gave you shout outs. I think you just took yeah, shout outs. What do you want? Where can people find you?
2: It. It's right here. Kangas Cass. That's my Twitter or X or whatever account. That's uh, how you can catch me on Twitch. I don't stream as often as uh, cubby does, but he's been inspiring me. I was streaming a lot of the champs Q games and the, um, NACL like, uh, combines when tryouts were going on and stuff. So I try and do uh, those types of things. I do Yu-Gi-Oh streams. I got a fun Yu-Gi-Oh event that's coming up next month that I can announce soon. So I'll be grinding some of the rank ladder on there. So any Yu-Gi-Oh fans come check out the channel.
0: Yeah, Very good. Thank you, Twitch. Thank you, YouTube. Uh, we will catch you all next week. We do these Mondays at 7 p.m. Pacific. So please don't pretend you don't know when they are because I said it here. And it's if you didn't make it all the way to the end of this, it's your fault. Catch you all next time.